0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: What the heck what is, is that? that? What is, what is, what's going on here? What is, is this? I feel like, like Bob Barker
2: on a national it, it like like game Arger, show feel to it. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but anyway, welcome in everybody. I kind of was kind of digging that for a minute there. Welcome in everybody. Sports take on this Wednesday, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Yeah. So Xander's having some technical issues, our producer. So he's doing the best he can to kind of cobble things together. So, but we're good. We're good. That that might have been why we had a little funky, you know, maybe that's the extended version of the song. You know what I mean? I hope not. I sure
3: the mixed hope not.
2: version. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. But what mm-hmm. up, everybody on the in the comment section? Everybody uh listening, everybody streaming. Welcome to the show, man. We're we're happy to be hanging out with you on this, uh on this. Still getting used to saying Wednesday, uh as we as we okay. march towards here's what we have today, guys. 130, the X man himself, Jeremiah Trotter. Will be joining us. Can't wait to talk to Trot. I haven't talked to Trot in a little bit, man. It's been it's been too long. But uh, he's always a great guy to talk about the Eagles. I'm curious what he thinks about the Dean. You know, N'Kobe Dean coming in here and improve oh, yeah. linebacking crew. Probably Anderson, the best man. linebackers all together since he's been here. Yeah, really. No oh, question yeah. about
4: that. No question about that. since I've been here. Yeah, like that. And I had some. I had some great. I played with great linebackers. I had Trot, but I had Willie T. You know what I'm saying, oh, Kirk brother, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I had guys like that, man. So. James Willis, so well, yeah. I had some linebackers when I played, man. Romanowski,
2: right? It's crazy. R- Romo, voice.
4: yeah, Romo here, you know. So I'm used to playing with great linebackers. Then you know, I went to Pittsburgh and, oh, you know, who were you your back? Who are
1: your backers then in Pittsburgh?
4: I had um, I had a uh, James Ferrier, who's probably oh, one of my the goodness. best middle linebackers yes. to play the game. Very yeah. underrated. Very oh. underrated. You know, I mean, he, he used the glue that kept it, kept everything together. Larry yeah. Foot was on one side. Very Larry Foot. I had uh, Joey Porter. Oh, my goodness. I had um, – uh, who else did I have? Um,
1: Crazy Joey Porter.
4: I had James Harrison.
1: You were there with Harrison?
4: Yeah. yeah. I had James. Um, Got in Clark. Clark Hagan.
2: Oh, yeah. a talent, some, man. He's really good on that team.
4: Really, really good linebackers. I mean, really good. I had Chad Brown one time, um, for a year and a half, too. Mm. So, you know, you, you, uh, you could – you could pretty much say I had some great great linebackers that I played with throughout my career. I mean, great.
1: When you were there in Pittsburgh was James Harrison, the legend then that he evolved no, into no. later in his career.
4: In fact, let me give you a quick story. <laughs> he had been cut the year before I got there. What? And yeah, he got cut, he got cut from the Steelers. He was with the Ravens, got cut from the Ravens, went to the Steelers, got cut from the Steelers and went back to the Ravens was on the practice squad. He comes back the next year. To, um comes back the next year or two years later. And um, I still don't know who he is. So I've been there about two years, two and a half years now. And, uh, you know, we're sitting at the lunch table. You know, we're at the lunch table. And I'm, I'm sitting down. I guess I look that young. But uh, he said, hey, uh, Big Philip, you know, take my tray up. Ooh. <laughs> oh so I looked at him and I said, oh Because we hadn't practiced or anything. Right. I said, say what? <laughs> so I said, Uh-oh. who the hell for you? <laughs> Do you know who I am, bro? Yeah. And James, pulled, yo, he goes, like, yo, bro, what's up with you, man? James told us, what, what, what? Well, I'm talking to the rookie. I mean, that oh. he's, like, he's like, that dude been in the league 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years. He, oh, 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 he's like, oh, my fault, big fella, my fault, big fella. You just look so young, man. I thought you was a rookie. I'm like, no, no I ain't a rookie, man. <laughs> wow. Know? And then, you know, I, I, so I was wondering why, you know, everybody was like, you know, cowering at him or whatever. Bro, we go out to practice. He is whooping ass and taking names. I mean, he was ki- – it got to the point where I was the only guy that, 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 that would practice against him. I was the only wow. guy that practiced against him. We fought every single day. Every single day. Wow, we man. We fought, man. So, I mean, not to say that has something to do with that that lore, but, hey, he, he, he was feeling it in practice. We were going at it. Yeah, that
1: dude we- played with an edge. Dude, yeah, I used did. to love looking at his videos where he's flipping eighteen wheeler tires over as a workout. <laughs> right, right. And of course, his greatest play was taking that interception hundred yards right. in the Super Bowl. It's
2: one of the greatest NFL plays ever. No question. You wait for him to
1: fall down. He so you can tell he once he got to that twenty, he was he was out of gas. Man, he broke some tackles though. Yeah, he, he did. Away.
4: And he still had. He almost got to talk about uh, Fitzgerald, but um, yeah, um. Put it like that, he had another half. He told me, he said, man, after oh, I did that, he said, I had another half to play. <laughs> it was like, I was done. Wow. He said, I was done after that, man. But yeah, man, James, James was a good dude, man. He was about his work, man. You know, and, and I mean, the most iconic thing I saw, they said the iconic play. The most yeah, iconic said. thing I ever saw, man, was, uh, you know, him just go out. Actually, it was almost the end of Joey Porter's career. But um, I turned around and... Uh, we're playing, we're playing the Browns. And as we're playing the Browns before the game, we're stretching. They're on their side of the 50. We're on our side of the 50. So I see um Willie Green. In fact, he's a local kid from uh Atlantic City. Hmm. Willie Green is mouthing off of Jerome Bettis. Oh, oh gee. Stretching, I'm stretching, doing my stretches and everything, you know, doing everything I had to do. And um Joey Porter was right here at James Ferris behind me. And I turn around and Bussy's like a, a row up. He's in front because he's a captain. So I turn around, and say, "A peasy," you know what's what we call James Ferry. I say, "A hey, peasy," no, no, peasy was uh Joey Porter. I say, "A hey, peasy," is that Willie Green talking to JB like that? <laughs> and then I turn around to so, Potsy. You see this? Potsy is James Ferrier. So it's Peasy and, and Potsy. It's like what? like a sitcom, right? <laughs> yeah, Peasy and Potsy. Where's Ralph
2: Mouth? Yeah, so, really? Nice.
4: So, yeah, so Potsy gets up and tells Joey, "Hey, man." What is, what is wrong with this dude? Literally, Joey Porter Peasy jumps mm-hmm. up, walks all the way over there, and commences the whooping his tail. Really? Guy, no kid. Middle of the field. Both of them get kicked out. You know what I'm saying? The game, they don't play in the game. Hence, that might be, I, I might be right. The lore of James um, Harrison came from that. Wow. Debo. Debo comes, steps up, starts the game. Has three sacks, <laughs> like an interception, a fumble, rec- I mean, everything that game. No from that man. point on, he became a starter. He, in fact, he started over Clark. He didn't start with Peasy. Wow. So, hey, Mom, how you doing? Mr. Brooks. Joey B. You know That's how it all started, bro. My, my wife is distracted like me
1: over here. I'm sorry.
4: What's she doing?
1: <laughs> Uh-oh. What happened? She was blowing me a kiss. <laughs>
4: <She> was, uh... <laughs> I What's say? that? Good afternoon.
1: Barrett said good afternoon. I love him. She said, "Oh my goodness! <laughs> Did you hear what she said?"
4: Yes, bro. Yep. I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm your brother-in-law now, bro.
1: Exactly. I'm he's your a family.
2: He's a family member. I almost yeah.
1: threw up in my mouth when she said oh, that. Come on,
2: <laughs> it's not right. Oh bro.
1: my goodness!
2: Not right. Not right. Yes. Uh, See what I mean? Money? See what I mean, Rob? See, I you hear you. I mean? he, he, it's too late, dude. He's already he's already you know infiltrated, if, my they, if you will. <laughs> my, it's my, over. My, my, my clamps are in. They're dug in deep now. Yes, and we see oh everybody. Showtime, Anthony, Frank. What's up, Chris? Chris what's up, Joey? B? Yeah, Jeremiah. How are we but all doing? You know,
4: but everybody, look. When you look at James, James is not really a big dude. Like he's a wide dude, but he's not a really like he's short. He's yeah. like six two, isn't he? He's like six foot. Oh, is he really He's short? He's short. And that's why he could turn the corner so well. He's low and compact and he has great ankle bends. So when he comes around the corner, it's hard to stop him because he was, I was a waistbender. So it was hard to stop him from going around the corner because he was so strong. Number one, right. But you try to stop him. He just, you know, he just knew how to have that, you know, that he'd be this far from the ground as he coming around the corner. <laughs> Come around the corner like this,
1: and he just coming. Yeah, but dude, his body mass was much bigger than any linebacker I could think of. No
4: question. He combined
1: Yeah, he combines speed and power. One of the strongest dudes in the NFL. I mean, he had the, like you said, he had the leverage advantage against guys who were like 6'3, 6'4, 6'5 because he was such a, a small wrecking wrecking crew. And dude, every time you say the dude loved walking around without a shirt on, man, you look right. at his body, it's like, good night. Is was this he, natural?
4: And and he, he would lift before practice, and lift after practice. He Oof. lived to lift, bro. He lived to lift. But you know, people understand Joey Porter was just as strong as he was. Joey was a strong dude, bro. Yeah, you know, I like, believe it. James is James was he was just an interesting character, man, because he always played that chip on the shoulder because he always thought he was that uh you know he got you know he got you know put out the pasture. You know yeah. they, they cut him. Yeah. And it was unwarranted, you know. We used to call him, We used to call him Silver. We call him Silver, Silverback, as in Silverback. Yeah, Ooh. we call him Silver. <laughs> to well, this day, we still call him
2: Silver. Hey, yeah. Silver. <laughs> That's unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Jeez. Yeah, so uh, I can't wait for Trot at one We're looking oh, look forward that. to
4: that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joey Porter, last time was in Denver, they shot me in the ass. <laughs> 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 I was playing with him then, he was in Denver. That's exactly what happened, he was in Denver. And got into an altercation in a club down there, and somebody shot him in the butt.
1: <laughs> are you
2: serious? <laughs> yeah. Well, yep.
4: My well, yeah.
2: goodness. Man. He started out a receiver. He was a receiver.
4: Yes. I he was a that. receiver at Colorado State. He didn't become a linebacker until like his junior or senior year. That's wow. fascinating, man. That's wow. fascinating.
2: Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. All wow. right, good stuff. Good stuff right there, man. So yeah, we got <laughs> uh we got Trot coming up a little bit later. Phillies are now technically in first place. Believe huh? it or not, they are. Yep. They have the third wild by, card spot by, by percentage, percentage point. Yeah, yeah. They're in. They are in the playoffs at the season ended right now. Except the only problem is there's 81 games to go. But no yep. big deal. <laughs> who's counting? Yep. Um, so yeah. So the Phillies win again. Last night. they roll eleven nothing. In fact, uh, the Phillies they got a touchdown, a two point conversion, and a field goal uh, over <laughs> the net. You stink out loud. But good win. Good win. Bottom you know,
1: line. I watched. I I had to stop watching the game. I had tears welling up in my eyes. I felt so bad for Washington. I'm like, that's that's like a double A team, man. I mean, the pitcher they sent out there, what's his name? Espo, es, es, Espina? Yeah,
2: they stink, Espina. Dude, they hit,
1: they hit everything he threw up the at the plate.
4: Yeah, we need I mean, that, right? We need the ball to bounce our way sometime. Amen. You know, well, the ball, good. the ball it's is more against
1: him. That's yeah. how I look at it. Well, dude, you talk about pathetic, pathetic performance. And then the center fielder goes back on the ball and gives up on it. It, it hits off the. Gets off the wall, you see the pitcher's expression like, no, yeah. you know, yeah. oh my goodness. And then, and then on top of that, the funny part about it was later in the game, they bring in a position player who's throwing a 45, 50 mile an hour fastball. He gets three straight outs.
2: Wow, yeah, because you can't and catch somebody, up. Your timing's so off.
1: Yeah, you're way right ahead of everything. They he, they popped he popped up three different guys. I'm like, Crazy. are you kidding me? Crazy. That, so, that
4: game was pathetic. It was, bad. bro, we need oh. that, man. So you got to beat the teams that you, you need to beat. And I'm winning you, I That's agree. what we have to do, man. I, agree. I mean, yeah. I can remember being one of those teams. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, you know, you you got to go out there and, and and shovel sometimes. You know, instead of being shoveled. Exactly. You know? well, so we'll I get like to the, we'll get to the, the fellas. Yeah, yeah. We're going to the game tonight, fellas. You're going. You're yes, going? I'm going to the game. Yeah, yeah. So I'm he actually, must uh, he must have got free tickets. But of course. Yeah. Okay. It's free, free of me. One of the perks of being Barrett
2: Brooks, man. Yeah. Come
4: so on. I got I got uh, I got the tickets. So I'm taking my grandson.
2: Where are you going sweet? Are you are you gonna be down uh, near the field? Where are you gonna be? 115. Where's that? Okay. Where is that? is, is that, that pretty good? Is that we're lower level? Seats. Yeah, yeah they're good seats. seats. Yeah, is good seats. Okay. Yeah,
4: so I'm going, I'm going to the game, of course we're gonna end up in the uh in the suite. That's where the free food is. Margie. I, was yes, Margie. Say, Margie. I was gonna say <laughs> you know you're gonna find the free food. There's hey, no man. question about that. There is
2: uh, the we're talking about the uh the NBC Sports Philadelphia suite, which is a which has the best host, the best attendees. Oh, yeah, that yeah. the great March. She is she is, still she's, there? She's the goat. Yes. What do you mean? She's the still goat there. Goat. I yeah. told
4: you last time I was there. Rob's son <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> snuck in.
4: I wasn't even working there
2: anymore. And right, right, right. I, he I'm, in, I'm in like nosebleed seats, and he's like, "I'll be back." And I, I didn't see him for like four innings. I'm texting him, like, "Dude, what's going on here?" I'm so, in the suite with Barrett. I'm like, "Right, right." What? So, so I'm walking, and as I'm walking, I hear these two guys behind me, and then,
4: uh, you know, I get a tap on the shoulder. <laughs> hey, Barrett, what's going on? I'm like, "What's up, man?" What's going mm-hmm. on? Mm-hmm. Hey, remember? I said, yeah, yeah. Let's go, man. Where you going? Um, Well, you yeah. going to the suite? I was like, yeah, I'm going to the suite. All right, we're following you. Come mm-hmm. on, man. Let's go, man. So we uh, go inside, yeah. we're eating good. I said, where's your dad at? Yeah. Oh, he's at the seats. Yeah. I said, oh, OK. You know. Yeah, this that's how it is. Day. This is Margie got you. You go ahead and sit down here. Yeah. Forget Robbie. Leave Robbie up there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's better
1: off. He had she's more fun
4: there. without she's,
1: me. She's been there so long. My kids... My kids knew her by name. She knew my kids, each one of my kids, by name. Yeah. And as they got older, I said, "Hey, look! Don't you leave the suite unless you properly tip March." Exactly. And my right, kids, right. my kids would take care of her, man. You know, oh, no doubt. And she's a great she, man. Well, my kids would go in there. She would go out of her way to make sure they had everything: food, yep. snacks, beverage. She. Yep. Would, I said, "Marge, you don't have to do this." She goes, "Your kids are so polite; it's, it's like a breath of fresh air." And I'm like, "I'm like, my kids are like bear, man. They got you
2: snowballed." <laughs> And she'll always she's always sneaking a little ice cream at the end she always oh, yep, yep, yes. always takes yep. care of me oh, the goodness. best all right so i I gotta I gotta tell you guys uh, um yesterday after the show so my daughter is taking her driving exam tomorrow oh tomorrow tomorrow's oh. the big day okay <laughs> so oh all right uh, let me tell you this story first before I get into it so Maggie Maggie throws this one up there so all right I gotta tell you guys this story so last year, this t- about this time we're in California, okay? And we're we're Maggie gets tickets. She thinks it'd be a great idea. We're gonna go right. see Cool and the Gang at the Hollywood oh, yeah. Bowl wow. on Fourth of July. We, I'm down. I love yeah, Cool Yeah, right, and the gang. For sure. yeah. I love Cool and Gang. The game. kids were kind of like, who are cool and the gang? <laughs> you know, whatever. So we're like, you're going. You know, basically one of those deals. Shut up, shut up and get the car. <laughs> exactly right. So we find fu- she finds this deal where not only do we get tick Well, we I'll get to this with we tickets and we have, there's a shuttle that'll take us from like, you know, some spot downtown LA. Right. So we're like, great. Drive to the spot, hop on the bus, not a bad ride, 15, 20 minutes, whatever we get there. So we're walking up and the way the Hollywood bowl is set up, there's like, there's like two waves of sort of ticket takers, if you will. Right. And now everything's, everything's done on the, on the phone now too. So we get there and my wife's like, okay, here's, shows the girl, here's our tickets. And she's looking at it. She's like, I don't, I don't see the tickets. I see your bus, you know, pass or whatever. I don't see the tickets on here. And we're all sitting there like, Oh, Uh-oh. oh no!" and there's people lying behind us. Right. This place was sold out. The Hollywood, right. the Gang sold it out. <laughs> so there's miles of people behind us. I'm like, Oh my God, please. Like, what are we doing? So uh the girl's like, yeah, you don't have tickets. This is just for the bus. And I'm like, oh my God. So Bobby and I, my son and I are standing my daughter, my daughter, my daughter's totally mortified. But Bobby and I are like, we just kind of look at each other. And so the girl says, All right. T- go over there we'll see if we can figure something out here maybe you do have tickets when we knew at that point we knew we didn't have tickets so she's like just walk over to the next booth so in other words she was kind of letting us get past the first wave okay? right 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 right. so w- my son and I both scope out there's a total area <laughs> to just walk right into the Hollywood Ball <laughs> so we walk ahead and we're both like <laughs> and my wife's like no, I can't do that. We don't have tickets. And I'm like <laughs> so we're like Miss mm. Goody so my, Two my, Shoes. Yeah, and my daughter's kind of the same way. She's just like she's just a she's like pitch red and I'm like mm-hmm. so so we just like casually like are hold, like holding up our phones like pretending we're looking at our tickets and we just stroll right into the Hollywood Bowl like right past like a th- thousands of people have tickets. And we went back and looked, dude. The tickets were like crazy money for Cool It was like two fifty or three hundred a piece. Oh, get out of here! I'm not kidding you. It was nuts. I'd have to go back and look, but it was unbelievable. So the way the Hollywood Bowl is set up, there's, there's, you know, there's your seating, but then if you keep going up, yeah. it's sort of just like general admission kind right, of, yep. right, 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 yep. right. Yep. yep, So we're like, all right, then let's go all the way up. And then if if we see like there's some seats where people didn't quite fill in, we'll we'll jump in somewhere. And we did. We just sat there in the general admission. It was awesome. But We totally <laughs> stuck in Let's See how cool the gang at the Hollywood Bowl? It was, I can see out just beat Red. I can oh, see her she's, she's the worst because we're like, Let's go. I'll give you another one. So this was this was a really long time ago. This was 1995. Okay, we were kids,
4: right? All yeah, right, we weren't married,
2: good. just kids.
4: Yeah, we. I just got drafted.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we fly to Orlando to, to, for like three day vacation. We we're just gonna kind of do like Disney World before we had the kids, right? So we get there, and it's it's the it's the NBA Finals when the Rockets and the Magic are playing. It's Young God, Shaq, man. you know. It it's oh, uh, Penny. It's, Penny, Penny yeah. it's Hakeem Olajuwon, Kenny Smith. You know that team like Sam Cassell. You know, big time, right? Big time. So we. I'm, I'm trying to scalp. I'm walking around whatever they're there. It was called like the arena back in the day or something. I'm walking around, walking around. And the tickets were nuts, you know, obviously for a championship. So I see this door open on the side and I see like a worker. Okay. And I make eye contact with the guy and I'm like, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> so, and the same deal. I, I, I grab her. I'm like, let's go, let's go. Doors open. She's like, "No way!" I'm like, come on. So I grab her. And We're like, we're like kind of looking around, and the dude's like holding the door. So he he lets us in, shuts the door. I like give him like you know whatever. I think I gave him like fifty bucks or something. And and, and the dude he's like, "Go ahead." He's like, "Oh, there's always a few in like section three fifty or something like that." I'm like, "All right." So we go up there. Don't you know the game tips off? There's these two killer seats there, and nobody takes them. And we sat there, oh. and we watched, and we watched oh. Game Three of an NBA Finals. Hakeem Olajuwon <laughs> tipped one into the buzzer to beat the Magic there. So, Rob, yeah. so you, so you've broken the Rob, law yeah. twice in your life. Yeah, uh, that's all. That's, so, that's only two I've shared there. Yeah, right, so, right, so, right, right. So go back to the Hollywood
1: Bowl. So initially, yes. you get in the bowl. You yeah. think you've paid for your these tickets for your family, right? Yes. Okay, so how much did you pay per ticket, or allegedly pay per ticket?
2: what what we ended up we thought it was uh, here's what she paid uh, what 8 yeah, dollars we paid 8 dollars a piece for the bus pass that's okay. all we ended up paying <laughs> yeah but but what did she you... thought she thought because no no disrespect to cool and the gang but she thought because cool and the gang was so out of it like you know that was, it it, it was only called, it was only like 8 bucks <laughs> So you
4: gotta understand Maggie, everybody. Maggie's like, you know, like she's a school teacher. We go, I go, me and me and um me and me and Gunnar go down there. We 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 talk to her kids and everything. She's just the sweetest person in the world. And I can see her just like, oh, no, she Oh, was, absolutely not.
2: We are not. Oh, it was totally like that. I'm like, oh,
3: let's go.
2: and then everybody behind us at the Hollywood Bowl is like, what, what's going on? Like, what, what's up? And, and I'm like, oh, Oh, so man. so
1: Rob so Rob is the Darth Vader to her Mary Poppins. Yes. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah yes, 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 I'll yes. send Xander a picture of our, our, our exploits at the Hollywood Bowl while we're at it. Dude, right. man, that's,
1: that's unbelievable. It that's was crazy. Great. And,
2: and, and I'm telling his
4: son, man, he's like, oh, we have to do it. Just get in. Oh, there's Barrett. Let me go. to Mr. B's right there. Let's go. Let me go talk to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm downstairs. He, we could try to. He's, you know, we're trying to get on the elevator, to go up the steps. I mean, walk the steps. You know, there's a guy waiting up on top of the steps. Yeah, they're pretty tight there. They're pretty tight there to keep you from going in. And of course, he's walking with me. I say, hey, hey, Mister. What? I said, oh, they, hey, this is my guys here. These are my, these are my guys. Come on with me. Then, little did they know, I didn't have tickets either. I was just using my pass to get in. But you know, yeah. I'm like, yeah, just come on, man. Come on, come yeah. on in, come on in. Yeah, I got so them. These, these, these two are mine. They, yeah, they're mine. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I see the resemblance. Right. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> they're mine. Come on in. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. All right. So, anyway, real quick. So, not, my story time. But so we're out yesterday. The show ends. And we're, so she's, my daughter's taking her driver's license test tomorrow. She's got the permit, the whole thing, right? She's doing, she's done the driving school, you know, the lessons and all that stuff. So, tomorrow's the big day. So, I take her out to, and you guys can appreciate this. I We go up the King of Prussia, you know, highways, a lot of traffic. Like that's, you know, it's, it's tough. It's not yeah, easy. Yeah, It's real tough. But then, so we come back and we're kind of near our house. I'm like, all right, you, the big thing is you've got to learn to parallel park because that's the final, you know, they take you out driving. And then the last thing you have to do is the parallel parking. So I grab a couple cones that I had here and we go do it, you know, we get done. But I'm telling you, man, when we were, we're driving back from King of Prussia, we're on like 76, you know, 76 and 476 and all that for people who are familiar with the area. Like I'm usually, I'm, I think I'm pretty cool with her when we drive. I'm pretty good. She was, yeah. she was scaring me a little bit yesterday, man. I'm like, slow down, slow down. I, or she, you know, she does too. There's no easing in anything. It's like, huh? Like I'm like <laughs> whiplashing when she slows down or when she speeds up, I'm like, you're killing my car. Number one, like chill out.
1: Did you try to play the cool dad role
2: for a little while? Yeah. For a little bit. Uh, S- see I- when, when I, No, go ahead. No, when I was in high school, so I did the driving lessons with like our guidance counselor. I don't know if you guys had this in high school, but I like, oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. So he he had driving the special instructor. Yeah, the car with the special brake on the yes. passenger side. Yes. And this guy was like a needler and a and like a kind of a Jo. Oh, you know what I mean? He was yeah, not yeah yeah, yeah yeah not the nicest guy in the world. So he was one of those guys like. Ellis, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, you're making me nervous, dude. Okay, would you freaking relax? I got it. He's like, you know, he was one of those guys. Like, he was like, hit the brakes. And he was like screaming at you. I'm like, Jesus, dude. Like, easy, man.
1: Hey, Maggie Maggie says she drives like her dad. (laughs) 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 Hey, look, when I had to teach all three of my kids to drive because mom would initially go out with them. And mom is the consummate front seat driver. Slow down, stop. Slow, so, you know. Yes. And she still does that to me today. You know, I threaten to put her in the back seat. She goes, <laughs> "You can't put me in the back seat." Uh, but I do threaten to put her in the back seat. You know. Yeah. We could go down the same road twenty times, and she'll say the same thing. Okay, uh, slow down because you know the cops are right there. And I'll nice. say something smart, Alec. Like, they have cops here. You know. <laughs> yeah. But, but when they when 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 my kids were coming up. They would come home with mom with this look on her face like that. Can you please take us out? Cause mom makes us nervous. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to be the cool dad. Now my two girls, right now I put them up against any 500 driver out there. My, my two <laughs> girls, my two girls, wheel and deal, man. They they got it. My son, he's the one. This boy would get behind the wheel, and I don't know what happened, but it was like he would be in a Bermuda Triangle when it comes to focus. <laughs> And he, there was one time we came down a slight grade. and You had to turn left. You couldn't turn right. You had to turn left. And so we're going down the grade. And I noticed his speed is not slowing down. And I said, hey, Jordan, slow down. Jordan, slow down. Huh? Jordan, slow down. Because you've you got a stop sign right here. And, and Traffic's coming this way. It was near our neighborhood. But if he, if he went as fast as he did, he would have been in the ditch on the other side. Oh, man. So I'm like, so I had to scream at him. He goes, why are you screaming at me? I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? So um, he was the one. He was the one that uh, he pushed your buttons, made your heart, you know, kind of pumping your throat. But see, you yeah. know, trying to be the cool dad, even when my girls, I would take them out. I would sit on the passenger side, and you know, we all have that imaginary break on that passenger oh, yeah. side. <laughs> so even when my girls would drive, I'd hit that brake and I'd raise my butt up off that seat. But I'm trying yeah. to be cool about you. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing a good job? Just keep going. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and by the time I get home, my palms are sweaty. Man, I mean, when I say sweaty. Yeah, my palms were sweaty, but he always appreciated. Dad didn't yell at him well, he yelled at the son. But you're still the cool.
2: You're still the cool dad. Right, right. I was the same way. though. I, like I was it. the same way. When my son first yeah.
1: got his uh, driver's license, uh, he had one of his friends over and he wanted to be cool. Right. So I had a I had a, a Ford. What was it? A, a was it Explorer pickup truck? So he wanted to drive now. So he's in the front seat. I'm in the back seat, and his buddy's in the. Uh, I, I'm in the passenger seat. His buddy's in the back seat. So Barry, you've seen my driveway, right? You see how wide the road is. Mm-hmm. So he backs out of the driveway, and keeps backing. Doesn't turn the wheel. Takes out the neighbor's mailbox across <laughs> the street. <laughs> oh. Wait,
4: there's so much room, though. Man. How do you do that? It's just too much room dude, for that to happen.
1: Okay, even though I had an uh, explorer. There's still you see how wide my street is. The dude, I thank goodness no kids were uh, off. I think it was oh a my holiday. God. Oh it, yeah, because, you know, when kids are loud off the corner, they're up and down the streets walking yeah. home. Yeah. But I believe it was a holiday that day. It had to be. He hit his mailbox, and all I heard was... I look back, that mailbox is laying like this. So I go to my neighbor's door. You know, he and I are friends. I was like, yo, man, this is what happened. It cost me 150 bucks to replace the mailbox. But then my neighbor told me later, he says, you know, I told my wife that your son took out a mailbox. and first thing she said is, can we get a more expensive mailbox? She goes, No, we're just getting a report. So she wanted to get a more expensive mailbox. Oh my God. I'm like, no. Oh my God. <laughs> you get what, I, what did you pay for that one? It cost me 150 bucks with a pole box. I mean, he took everything out. Man. And his buddies in the backseat. His buddies in the backseat mortified because he's waiting for me to yell at him. I didn't right. yell at him. I didn't want to embarrass him in front of his buddy, you know. So I didn't yell at him, but I was seething the whole day, man. I was like, <laughs> I can't believe this. And then I had a flashback to when I was first driving, and my mom took me out most of the time. So when I finally got my license, we had to turn. We had to make a left turn. Well, one time I was getting ready. I was supposedly making a left turn to go into the school parking lot. I thought I put on the left blinker, but I actually put on the right blinker. And oh, I'm no. about to turn, and all of a sudden this dude comes zipping past me on the left side, almost T-bone this dude. You know. And another time I was making a left turn, my my mom was taking me to this ice cream parlor, sat on the corner, and I didn't hit the brake fast enough and traffic was coming. So she goes, go faster. I hit the brake. (laughs) And when you go up the ramp, the ramp was like this a little bit. Front end of the car hits the ramp, jumps up. And when I slam on the brake, the whole neighborhood here. My mom mom said,
2: get out of the car. I'm driving home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't need this aggravation.
4: No, this ain't right, man. T for two. Come on now, Captain. Now, when I was captain, my first time I was driving my boat, man. I, you know, I, I didn't think the no wake zones meant I didn't couldn't give wake. I mean, I'm giving all the wake I want to give. <laughs> I'm just waves going up. I'm pushing little boats over. You know what I'm saying? The boat is too damn big for you to be driving. Period. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking, oh, you know, no, it's easy. You know, you got two motors, you shift it like this. You don't even need to use this. mic, like, man, come on now. Mm-hmm. I, I say Tony. Please take me back. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. Take me back, man. No, no, not awesome. the, in the big boat, I can't I, I can't ride the big boat. It's it's, it's it, I'm I'm on pins and needles when I'm riding. No. That's really? great. Man. Oh you yeah, know, never bro. you know, I'm not it's, never it's high to too, a, man. I never learned to drive a stick shift. I don't you know, know how to what? drive a stick. I've never I learned to how to drive a stick. stick shift. Nope. Yeah. That's how I that's how I've learned how to drive a car, a stick shift. A little really? Renault. Yeah, Renault. Yep. I had a now, you know, a, a and,
1: and I was around a lot of people had cars with stick shift. Hey, come on, you can drive. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I ain't getting <laughs> back there, man. You know. And then, you know, I, my going to grandparents' farm, the old-style tractors had the stick shift, you know. Hmm. I, ain't dri- I didn't drive that tractor. I wasn't touching that tractor, man. man so, either, I love the stick. That's why I ride I,
4: motorcycles. Motorcycles stick too, you know. I'm like, really? I yeah, I
2: love that. I never learned how to drive stick shift, man, to this day. Interesting. All right, so a good, good, good story time there <laughs> <laughs> bro, I, 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 I'm just thinking about Maggie, dog, going inside. No, I I, I am not doing no. I sent you guys, <laughs> I sent you two and Xander the pictures of the Hollywood Bowl. Maybe we'll get, we'll show it to the folks. I'm looking at set. this. That's yeah. amazing,
4: bro. That yeah, I got amazing. some good
2: shots. Got some wow. good shots. Amazing. That's where what we what year was this? Last year. It was literally, wow. we were there oh, for 4th of July. Wow. Yeah. They were 4th of July was fireworks. That any, was, was that many people during COVID? <laughs> yeah, well, last year
1: we were coming <laughs> out of it. Yeah, come on.
4: It wasn't yeah, too sure years. we
1: were. Huh?
2: I mean, you gotta live your life, did man. You, did you wear a mask? Uh yeah. He sure. can not even lie with a straight face. I can't remember yeah. that far back, Derek. I plead the fifth. I don't remember.
1: Everybody's breathing all over each
2: other. We're still in the height of COVID.
1: Rob's like, go we the, the game, Last
2: year was a little looser, man. It was last summer. We were California's a, a different state, man. There was a lot going on, man. Oh, a lot anybody. going on. Oh my goodness. Yeah. A lot going Cali- on in California. and Florida, they don't care. They're going to do yeah. what they're going to do. You not know, a lot care. given. There's not a lot given no. in those two states. That's for sure. All right, so oh, we yeah. come back. So 1.30, Jeremiah Trotter. We'll come back. we we'll can do a little Phillies. At 1 o'clock, we're going to – got to step aside, guys. Sorry. So you do your thing. We're going to talk about why we love football. We're going to do that coming up at 1 o'clock. All right, don't go anywhere. All right, so – I want to let you know uh, when it comes to your finances, you work too hard and your family works too hard for you to not know what to do with your money for your future. All right. You don't want to squander something like that and you don't want to put your money in bad hands. I got the perfect person for you. It's Jim Murray from Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you got a small business, you're trying to set up your employee benefits. That's another, another avenue that Jim can assist you with. I've entrusted a couple of different 401k rollovers when I left certain places into an IRA and I couldn't be happier. Answered all my questions, continues to update me on things. He is the guy that you need with your finances. Give him a call, 610-996-4751. That's 610-996-4751. You can also email him at Murray jim at principal.com that's murray m-u-r-r-a-y dot jim at principal.com
0: Action News at eleven with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together—the stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at eleven with Rick Williams.
5: field of life first trust bank is there for you you, because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank
6: go for the poles and the pools go for the ooze and the ahs. go for the bubbles and the bubbly go for the story and the stories Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
7: The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence.
4: If you don't find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness.
7: Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say we got this.
2: everybody, welcome back in Sports Day. Derek on Brooks, Rob Ellis, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Wednesday. Hope you're doing well out there. We appreciate it. Hit that like button if you could and tell a friend, uh, that's for sure. Also go to jacobsports.com. You can check out all of our content. Some great, uh, certainly a lot of great Eagle stuff on there. Uh, from John McMullen, which you got to check out each and every day. We had John on yesterday. Coming up at 1:30, Jeremiah Trotter will be joining us. D Gun's a, a little uh, preoccupied, predisposed, if you will, at, at the moment, but he'll be uh, he'll be joining us shortly, Barrett. Um, all right. So we mentioned Phillies win last night, Barrett. Destroy the Nationals. They're doing exactly what they should do against bad teams, right? Take them apart. Um, so they went 11 nothing last night. They're now 43 and 38 on the season. They're five and one against the Nats this year. So right now, technically, they're 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 tied, but they're a percentage point ahead of the Cardinals because of head to head. They've beaten them two out of three. They will get them four times coming up this weekend, by the way. Uh, the with, with the Cardinals. That's gonna be a monster series. But hard to hard to fathom, man. They're 22 and nine since June 1st, 21 and 9 under Rob Thompson. I mean, what an unbelievable difference this guy's made compared to Girardi. Mute, you're muted, bud. It's just a different
4: air inside the um the, you know the the locker room that yep. these guys are breathing right now. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they they ha- they they have expectations, even with you know their heavy you know they their, their big back gone. Mm-hmm. They're still in a position where they're they're fighting, you know. And I mean, the fightings a fighting, and I love the fact that you know even the young guys are starting to just get involved now, you know. And that's all you need. You need a couple of those guys to believe. And you just get immensely better just from those guys
2: in the Bob Milana playing better. Yeah, no doubt. They've been picked up. That's for sure. So a couple things off of last night. Uh, Schwarber goes yard twice. <laughs> I, I mean, this I is actually, unbelievable.
4: It's becoming expected now that, you know, I mean, especially against a bad pitcher. Yeah. You know he's going to make something happen, bro. Oh, God. You I mean,
2: it. the second one. You know, the first one was he's he's hit a lot to that spot in center field. That's a long shot. That's not a cheap Citizens Bank Park home run. Right, right. But the second one he hit, man, it, it wasn't even a hit. It was more of an assault than a hit. I mean, the ball was destroyed <laughs> down the right field line. It was only a matter of if it was going to stay fair or foul, and it, it was fair. Crushed. So he hit two last night. He's now up to 25 on the season. He's the sixth. This is the sixth most home runs a Phillies ever had before the all-star break. And the company he's with that, Yeah, the company he's with is insane. It's Ryan Howard. Tommy. It's Jim Tomey. It's Mike yep. Schmidt. I mean, he's he's with you know Jim Tomey. Yeah, I said Tomey. He's with yep. darn good company, man. That's for sure. So he's been amazing for them. What what we gotta look at this now and say, what a free agent signing. I don't care what the average is. The the power <laughs> production's been insane. It really has.
4: Well, I mean, where do you go? Do you get a bullfin guy or you get a star? It's you have to get a starter now, don't you?
2: I get a starter. Yeah, I get a starter. I mean, I, I look to his credit that uh, Christopher Sanchez pitched decent last night, five innings, didn't give up any runs. But I can't count on that against good teams, right? And I don't know what's going to happen with Eflin as far as him coming back. I don't know what this is. You know, I don't think it's real severe what's happening with uh, with Suarez, but with Gibson starting to really kind of leak oil here, I, I got to get a starter, man. Uh, that, uh, but I don't think if the Morgan's a future to get a, get someone who can help you. I don't think you have to give up a monster prospect to get something in here, but make no mistake. Don't sit on your hands. You got to do something here.
4: Well, I mean, I I know you kind of brought it up yesterday, but you know, uh, would you make a Pell, a starter?
2: You know what? No, not right now. I don't, I want to, he's kindly, he's finally found his niche and I don't think I want to mess with that right now. I'm going to keep him where he is. Let him get his feet wet enough in major league baseball. Then maybe I would consider it. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's a problem because they don't have a lot of options in the minor right. leagues. There, there's right. not a lot that you can kind of go after here and bring up. Um, I was kind of surprised that
4: you know Schwarber's still you know in the in the in the one hole man, the one spot. I
2: mean, yeah, I
4: was. Um, I'm, lead him leading off, you know. I mean, you're just leaving a lot of you. You're leaving a lot of production, you know, a lot of RBIs out there with him. I mean. I know they would pitch to him differently, but still, man. I mean the the run production he could be bringing in right now if he's in the cleanup spot. Yeah, you know.
2: No, I, I look. I think it's fair. I, I get where you're coming from, and Derek, <laughs> back on. We're talking Phils, Derek, but I, I would. I I feel like Schwarber's really in a comfort zone in that leadoff spot, right? And as right. good as he's been, I don't think I want to mess with it. I I get where you're coming from. If he's hitting three or four, he could he could certainly you know be driving in more runs, but you know I, I just think. He's walking a ton. He's hitting a lot of home runs. It's not traditional, sort of old school leadoff fast guy, but it's working, man. So I'm not messing with it. I'm leaving him exactly where he is for right now. But ain't
1: broke, don't fix it, right?
2: Yeah, I, I, totally. And and look, you know, you're getting. It's not like you're not getting production in the th- in, you know where Hoskins has been hitting. He's been really, really good for them. Uh, it looks like slowly but surely here, Castellanos and Real Muto are coming on. They're, they're starting to come on a little bit. And if that starts happening, if you get four of those guys doing that, you'll survive this. You will. You'll survive this for the next month or whatever it is.
1: I'm almost getting to the point where I, hey, I'm thinking. Loud, man. My mic's loud? What do you mean it's loud? Yeah. Really?
2: Everything. Yeah, it's loud. Does it sound loud to you, Rob? It's. It, it, you know what? It sounds like we're – Barrett's right. We're kind of picking up some ambiance. Uh, it, it's fine. I mean, it's it's really? it's doable. Yeah, we're good. It's doable. We're good. Yeah,
1: that's no, the same mic I use every day. Yeah, we're good.
2: We're good. Not a big deal. Yeah, you
1: know, uh, I'm at a point now where I'm thinking, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'd mess with this team. To be honest, I mean, I understand they could use some help in the bullpen, but the way they're playing right now, the way they complement each other, I don't know if I would. Uh, I would even consider messing with the nucleus right now we know right we we know reinforcements are coming when segura and and uh, bryce um come off uh injured list and you know the way they're playing right now the kids have been picking it up they've been playing better on defense Mm -hmm. uh the bullpen's been pitching better Mm -hmm. i don't know if it can sustain itself you know we'll find out especially when you go up against the lights let's stop saying that man let's stop saying that
4: what i'm saying what see if they're going to sustain, man. Let's just say, all right, the bullpen is playing the way they're supposed to be
1: playing. It's, it's playing better. Okay. So I yeah. don't know if I touched, I don't know if I touched this team right now, to be honest, up until, up until earlier this week, I was like everybody else. We need to make a trade. We need to get bullpen help. We need to do this. I don't know if I touch it right now, to be honest. I mean, this team's rolling, you know, and yeah. I think Schwaber said it best um, after the game last night, we're coming, we, we're becoming closer and closer every day. Yeah, right. and obviously, no, I, I, obviously, winning, winning breeds that type of chemistry. So
2: I don't know if I touch this team right now. They're definitely gelling, at, you know, at a great time. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And then they're they, they are getting contributions from all over the place. What I would do, Derek, and we mentioned this before you hopped on. I'm not trading anybody like out of the lineup or anybody who's who's a, plays a prominent role. Right. I'm giving up sort of a middling minor leaguer to get a starter in here who's on a team going nowhere to, to for a fourth or fifth starter that's what i'm doing i'm not it's not gonna be anything major right um you're hope. hopefully you can survive what center field's been because moniac can't hit to save his life he, he just can't he made a nice defensive play last night but he can't hit uh and stats under 200 you hope you can just sort of overcome that because look they have got like Derek hall it's unbelievable what this kid's done he comes up, right. you know, his first three hits in the big leagues were home runs last night. He's three for five. He hit one that just missed the center field, just missed, but a double three runs scored in RBI. He's been better, man. He, he's, he's helped them for sure. You know, and they're, they, like Barrett said, you're getting contributions from others, which is how you, how you, how you, are able to do this. Look, this is, uh, this is not a series or two now where they're playing well uh, with a new manager. This is kind of, I think who they are. I think what, what you saw early in the year, they were underachieving. And this is kind of who they are. That's, I don't what, think I yeah, That's what I meant. Yeah, I, I mean, think you're yeah. right. Like, I don't yeah. think they keep playing at a 21 and nine clip or whatever, right. like right. that much. But I think they're a good team. I do. I think I they're a good team. I think they're certainly too. worthy of being a wild card team. I, I don't. Do too. My sense is, and if you, if you saw it last night, Scherzer was dealing. He came back and Woo. had 11 straight 11 Ks. My goodness. So I'm not looking at the Mets. I'm not. I'm, I'm looking at a wild card. And I think they're right there with those, the St. Louis type of teams, you know, that are, that they're competing with. I think they can oh, absolutely do
1: it. There's no question about it. I mean, you still have a half of a season, and just think, you know what? A month ago, we were just hoping they could find a way to get to the to the wild card. Now, they control one of those positions. You still have 81 games to play, and they're going to get help. Suarez is going to come back also. Right. So you're going to get healthier. You know, reinforcements are coming. Just hold on until those reinforcements get there, and they've been able to hold on. You know, they took, they took two out of three uh, from St. Louis – you know, they're going, beat the, they're going to beat the slop out of, of the Washington,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and then you have St. Louis again at their place. Um, and even if you lost two out of three there, you're still in prime position. So, you know, all you got to do is hold on and hold, hold your weight against these better
2: teams. And yeah. from what we've seen so far, they can do that. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, as I mentioned, Castellanos two hits last night, uh, two RBIs, two runs scored. Real Muto, you know, they're they're starting to pick things up that, that gives you more of a complete lineup. So that, that's huge. Uh, Harper was back with the team yesterday after his surgery. So he had three pins put in that thumb to try to speed up the healing. Wow. Um, and he wouldn't he wouldn't put a drop-dead date on anything. He just said, I'll play this year, which I think is a smart way to go because you guys know how it is. Right, when you, exactly. You throw a date out there, and then all of a sudden, if he's, a, you know, it's a week later, everybody starts, you know, hypothesizing well, what's going no, on. No, yeah, you know. Or, yeah, you know, or, it's, he, or it's, he do- it's worse than that, you know. it's worse, or he's dogging yeah, it, which is yeah. absurd, you know. So, he, he took the smart approach, uh, as far as that goes, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys look at it month to month, right? So, they're 11 and 11 in April, they're 10 and 18 in May, they're eight yeah. games under 500, May 22 and 9 since in June yep. and July. I mean, it's yep. it, it's hard to believe, man, how how good they've played, and you got Nola going tonight. You know, yeah, you, you win exactly. this game tonight. You're 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 taking the series no matter what happens on Thursday.
1: Hey, uh, they, the way the way Washington is playing, Nola might throw out no hitter tonight. <laughs>
2: yeah. As, hitter plays, yeah. Especially if if Soto and yeah. uh God, who else was out last night? So they they were missing a couple of pieces, man. They're bad enough to begin with when when Soto's yeah. in the lineup. Exactly. So yeah. Barrett, you should have some fun tonight, man, down at the game.
4: I will no tell problem. you that. I can't wait, man. I can't wait, man. I mean, it's just, it just feels good beating the Nationals anyways, you know, because I, I remember back when – Oh, you know, got, attitude got, and all that crap. Yeah, yeah they got oh. – and, and you know what? <laughs> remember when we had our show Breakfast on Broad, man? It was just – it was just, you know, it was just the worst thing, you know.
2: The Philly stunk out
4: loud. Oh, my goodness. And playing against the Nationals and – you know, it was it was just the worst, man. And then Worth went up there, and it made things hundred percent worse. That yeah. after that, man, it was just Good. crazy. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, crazy. it was during that time too. Um, by the way, I don't know about you guys, but my my comment section is frozen. I I, I don't have any. Yeah, same now. here.
1: Yeah, All same right, here. Anyway.
2: So just passing that along. I'm not ignoring anybody in the comment section. We're just having a little, some slight technical issues. Not
1: T- a big deal. Today, today is bizarro day. Xander's <laughs> having internet problem,
2: crashing problems. The comment section is frozen. Um, yeah. What next? We're muddling through. We're playing hurt, man. We're getting it done. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I, geez. I was well. So he, I said to Derek, you know, Xander Xander's having technical problems where we got on. I'm like, dude, you got to hold it over his head, man. You got, you got to use it as, you know, he's always getting on you. <laughs> For, for being a little bit late. No, I know. I can't do it.
1: Just I can't do it. Because I know he'll get the upper hand on me before too long. So I can't I can't yeah. do
2: it. All right. So the way it looks right now, so the, the Phillies hold technically the final wild card spot. You get three in each league. So Atlanta is in first as far as the wild card goes. And then it's the Padres and the Phillies are are, are next. But the Phillies and Cardinals have, you know, uh, Phillies winning percentage is 531, Cardinals is 530. Cardinals are 44 and 39, Phillies are 43 and 38. Phillies beat them 2 out of 3 head to head. So that if you're wondering why that is. So yeah, you but you have a couple teams in addition to the Cardinals right on their tail. San Francisco's two games back of that spot and the Miami Marlins who the Phillies will be playing shortly are three games back. So yeah, the Phillies have two right more anymore. yeah, that's kind of where it's at. So the Phillies have two more against Sorry guys,
1: uh, I got to have uh, this is a, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: All right. No worries. Have. Uh, so Barrett, the Phillies have two more against the Nats tonight and tomorrow afternoon, and then they go to your hometown, St. Louis, for St. four. Louis, yes. Yeah, they play a wraparound. They play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. The rare Monday game as well. So, mm-hmm. and look, the Cardinals, to their credit, man, they're always competitive. Uh, every I'm sure when you were a kid was were great years, Ozzie Smith and oh, that yeah. group, but yeah. they're always competitive. The Cardinals always. Man, they, Never they, they count call them
4: it out. Baseball heaven, man. But you know, it's it's it was good for them to take two out of three from the from because it just kind of establishes, you know, how this thing is gonna go. You know, I know we said that all right, we just kick one in these series, we'll be we just fine. Mm-hmm. But when you beat teams like, you know, St. Louis and you establish that dominance going into this, you know, it, it kind of puts you in a position where you feel better about going out to St. Louis and playing. Oh, 100 you know? percent So, you know, I I'm looking forward to seeing what's gonna happen this weekend.
2: Man, sure. No, I think it's, I, I'm with you. I, I like these kind of tests, right? I mean, I want to see, let's see what you are. Yeah. You know, let, let's find out where you're at. And and to their credit, they took two or three this past weekend. You know, it's going to be tougher in St. Louis. That's for sure. But, you know, before you know it, we're going to be up against this all-star break, man. And we're halfway through this season already. It, it's crazy how fast it's going. But, you know, I think you have the all-star I think break. They are.
4: I, th- I think this this is who they are. Yeah, you know, I agree they're... with you. I yeah. think this is who they are, you know. I mean, that's why you know I'm, I'm not I'm not talking about the bullpen being bad or anything like that. You know, I just know that um, this team can can bat with, the best, and you're not going to hit like this all the time, right? But you do have that capacity to hit whenever you need to hit. Yeah, and you know you're never really out of a game. You know, it used to be you know oh once the game got up three runs or four runs, oh it's over. Now no, you could be six runs up, and I still think they have a chance going into the seventh, going into the eighth. With the yeah. with the with the lineup that we have,
2: I agree. And you know, the other thing is, you bring up the bullpen, right? And and look, I you guys know, I was losing my mind about the bullpen for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they've been really good for like a month. This yeah. hasn't been a, a little while. It's been a pretty good stretch here where they've kind of figured out. Sir Anthony's the closer. You use yep. hand when Brogdon gets back. You mix him in there. Canable starting to to show you a little something like you know, the bullpen is really stabilized. I'm not going to go as far as to say, man, it's, this is a great bullpen, but I've, I have a lot more trust in them. I, you know, now that I say that they'll blow it tonight, but I mean, I have, I I do, (laughs) I have a lot more trust in this bullpen.
1: Did you ever think he would say that?
2: No, no, I I really didn't. I really did not, man. I'm telling you, I didn't think the bullpen, I thought that was an area they were going to have to make a trade to improve. And I, I, and the other thing is I'm so shell shocked at the, how bad the bullpen has been like the last, what four or five years they've yeah. been historically yeah. bad, like as bad as any bullpen, maybe ever. Um, so no, I, I again credit to Caleb Cotham, who's the uh the pitching coach, I guess. And I just think there's such a, a calm presence to this team now with Rob Thompson, as opposed to just really sort of white knuckling, you know, holding on tight you know, with Girardi. I, I feel like it's just chill yeah. now, yeah than what
4: it was I, I i see the biggest thing is he's he's not afraid to let guys go out there and play it used to be all oh, i'm gonna stick with you i'm sticking with her i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sticking with them I'm, I'm not anybody else in there i'm like yep you can see that you know there's there's a little more of a of not laxed but um confident not lax mm-hmm. confidence in these younger guys you know and and you know like mickey's falling on his face a little bit when he gets the bat but he can play in the outfield yeah. You know, so it, it just really depends on, you know, the coaching style these guys are more receptive of. And I think they're more receptive to Thompson than uh Girardi.
2: Yeah. I, I don't think there's any question about that. You know, and it's a pretty cool story. I mean, you're talking about a guy, he's fifty eight years old, he's a baseball lifer, he's been around forever. He's been sort of the second in command for a really long time for, for his time with the Yankees with Girardi. And then he came over here prior to Girardi, I think even getting, I think he came over with Gabe. Um but never got his chance. And and didn't think he was he he was sort of resigned to I'm probably just that guy who's, you know, I love being around the game. I'm not gonna be the head man and I can live with that because I love baseball so much. And and now that he's getting his shot, you know, the guy's making the most of it, man. And that's, yeah. that's a, that's a yeah. you know, It's a study in in persistence and and, and sticking with it. And it, you know, I, I love that kind of stuff. I think it's another mm. thing. We were talking about the other day, what's great about sports. That's another kind of thing that's great about sports when a guy finally gets their shot. And it works out for them like that, and it when
4: is. You, uh, when you when you when you we asked the question, we threw on that question. You know, when they went through this month of June, you know, can he play his way into being the, uh, you know, the the, the full time guy? And I'm I'm mm-hmm. sitting back looking like, I mean, it's, it's gonna be hard to take it away from him because they have gained an identity that's you know perfect for you know the lineup that they have.
2: Agreed. You know? Yeah. And, and look, he gets him in the playoffs for the first time in eleven years. I, I look, I think it's a lock. He's back. I mean, I really do. I mean, the, he's on his way right now, barring a collapse to, that they're going to get in. So that that he's going to be the guy, I think. But and he has an excuse right now too. Oh, yeah, you know, no Harper gone and no Harper. Yeah, and Sigour. Yeah, not to mention <laughs> yeah. Sigour on, on top of it, and, and two of his starting the pitchers game. are out right now. So right, it's not so like he's still making it happen. Yeah, he's dealing with some stuff, man. That's for yeah. sure. So yeah, we'll we'll. we'll you know, touch on the Phillies a little bit later, but we come back, guys, why we love football. What is it about football that we love? We'll get into that. And also, very interesting list.
4: I got a confession, too, when we talk about that, too. Oh,
2: OK. OK. Uh, a pretty cool list here from CBS Sports, which I, I I stumbled on today, of the five most improved teams. I'll tell you where the Eagles rank, OK, and what other teams are involved, and we'll kind of kick that around. Jeremiah Trotter coming up, uh, bottom of the hour, about a half hour from now. We'll talk to Trotter. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Jacob Sports Network, and we are Sports Take. All right, we'll tell you about my friends at Pro Action Restoration. If you have a home, you have a business, you're an owner, you experience that inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage to your property. You know how trying that can be, and you may not have had the right person to turn to. Well, I have the right people for you to turn to. Pro Action's on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I went through this on a, on a personal level at my parents' house. They were older folks. It was a, a brutal cleanup situation. Their basement, which was a finished basement, got flooded. I called Pro Action. They were over there immediately. It was a Saturday, <clears throat> excuse me, and they got right over there, cleaned the place up. The crew was professional. Price was very reasonable on top of that. They're licensed, they're bought it, they're fully insured. They've been serving the tri state area for more than two decades. Proaction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. Again, it could be water, could be fire, could be smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can help you with it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760 or online at proactionrestoration.com, proactionrestoration.com.
0: on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you- Search 6ABC <laughs> Philadelphia and start streaming today.
6: All right, did you know it was the Mommy Slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> letter, go to the cafe, come on. Mama go oh, up, <laughs>
0: She did
5: it.
2: Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
7: Uh-huh.
6: Go for the poles. And the pools. Go for the ooze. And the ahs. Go for the bubbles
2: Our sports pick, Jacob Ford's YouTube network on this Wednesday. Hope you're doing well out there. Thanks for hanging with us. Hit that like button for sure. All right, so uh thought about, was thinking about this today because we're right around the corner from training camp and the season begins September 11th. So, you know, we're about two months away and, and change from it getting real here when the Eagles go to Detroit that Sunday at one o'clock. All right, so in, in thinking about that and anticipating, and missing it and longing for football for sure thinking, you know what, what is it about the game that that, that has made it the most popular game in America? I mean, back Mm. in the day, guys, it was, it was baseball, boxing, college football, you know, Mm. horse racing. I'm going way back here uh, before the NBA and the, and the NFL really kind of vaulted, you know, into the, the one, two spot, the spot, and would certainly be the, the NFL number one. What's made, what, what about the game do you love? And, I'll, I'll start. I'll give you what mine is. And mine's going to seem weird, I think, to you guys.
1: Right, hold, on, hold on a minute. Rob Ellis and weird. That doesn't <laughs> seem to go together, does it? Let me think about that for a second. Rob Ellis and weird. Okay, go ahead.
2: Okay. Um, so, for me, I think it's the anticipation. So, what do I mean by that? You get one a week, man. So, your game is played Sunday. Okay? Generally, you get you know, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, probably into Wednesday where you're looking back and then starting on Wednesday, you start turning the page a little bit. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday into Sunday, depending on what time your game is, then you're looking ahead. I love that yin and that yang. You know, you're, you're either high as a kite because your team won or you're, you're angry, but then you know what, here comes the next one. And it's not every day like baseball. It's not every other day like the NHL or NBA. Or even a couple times a week, like say college basketball, whatever. I love that distance. It's not oversaturated, even though they added a game. I think it's one of the great things about football is we spend so much time being just dialed in and focused on the upcoming or what happened. I think it's one of the great advantages that football has. So I would say the anticipation. The, the and, and I, let me let me let me change that a little bit. I'll, I'll amend that. It's the look back, look forward that I think is the best thing about the NFL.
4: Oh, that's pretty cool. The look back, look forward. Yeah. Seeing why these things happen, why that happened, you know, why they lost, why they won, what covers they Mick, My big thing is I love to see um, how teams are trying to counter what the other team is doing.
2: The strategy because, of it.
4: Yeah, the strategy. That's what That's what wins me over. You know, I love the strategy. I love watching how players diagnose how to beat this player or what the offense is doing to hurt the defense or what special teams is doing is try to flip the field, all those strategic things. That's what that gets me going, which is why earlier in my life, I hated football. Really? I hated football. I didn't like football until I got my first check. I promise you. I got my first check in the NFL and that was my sign bonus. That's when I started loving football. Huh? I, 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 the reason football was hard, man. Football is really, really hard sport to play, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, the conditioning, getting in shape, you know, taking your body to the limit. And you can't play the game half-assed because that's when you get hurt. Oh, yeah. You play the game and not give your all. That's Mm -hmm. when you disrespect the game. And I could Mm -hmm. never want to disrespect the game, so I always had to play it to the best of my ability, you know, just from not disrespecting the game. Hmm. So that's the biggest thing for me. Once I learned the competitive nature of – you know, checks and balances, uh, uh, you know, checkmate and all that type of stuff. Once I learned that competitive nature of the game and I applied it, that's when things started to get better for me. That's when I think I started liking things a little more. Mm -hmm. When I was in high school, I absolutely hated football because it was so hard, man. I mean, I used to have asthma attacks. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know how to take my body from one level to the next level. Mm -hmm. I was undisciplined in the aspect. I couldn't. I couldn't cross over to become the best athlete I could be because it was so hard. So um I would go just hard enough and then you know it wasn't until I got to college and I had a old man and coach Schneider who took me to another level. Hmm. Told me I could get past what you know what I was doing. I could play past the point of um I thought I was done. You know hmm. what I'm saying? I couldn't make it past that point, man. I needed somebody to help me get past that point. There was nobody in high school that I felt was good enough to push me me past that to make me a better player. When I got to college, there were better players than I was. So I had to push it past that threshold and become a better player. It wasn't until then that I really started to want to be a dominant player that I wanted to be somebody that can go out there and just totally take your heart. Then That's when I changed how I approached the game.
2: That's pretty hmm. cool, man. I that's pretty interesting. I I would have thought you'd already you, you were so dominant you would have loved every second of it, but it, wasn't- uh, it was too yeah. easy.
4: Yeah, it, okay. it was literally too easy for me to beat people, that's but it was cool. too hard to get in shape to be you know to be able to just dominate people. Like I I didn't have a problem with beating anybody. You know I could yeah. beat anybody. I could block anybody. I could run past anybody for a sack. I could go make a tackle. Yeah. One until I got to college, where some people that were bigger than me people that were better than I was, more athletic than I was, stronger than I was, that I had to take it to another level. Then I could had to play past exhaustion Hmm. and then apply, you know, building strength. You know, when I got to college, I only benched 145. Oh my God, really? I was I was six foot three, two hundred and forty five pounds, and I could not bench, I couldn't bench my own weight. Wow. I could bench one only been 145 bro 145 I what, now right,
2: when you by the time you left there what what were you what were you benching around right
4: around 420 425 whoa you know i was squatting up. about 600 650 oh my god
1: those white castle Yo. burgers gave you extra strength didn't
4: they <laughs> <laughs> they would probably keep me from getting strength because it was three hops in the cot that made me stronger and bigger i went from 245 to 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 370 i mean uh 245 to 270 and um in six, seven months.
2: Oh, my wow. God. So the, the, when you got there, did the conditioning coach just, just go nuts on you? I mean, yeah. basically, yeah.
4: Jerry Paul Mary kicked my butt and make it so bad. He, you know, not make it so bad, make it so good. He was a God-fearing man. So it wasn't any cussing or anything. Yeah. You know, it was like, get your butt going. He had a real high voice <laughs> He was a big dude. Let's go. Get your height in <laughs> motion. There's, there's, yeah, there's, get your height in motion. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm going to kick your butt today, Brooksy. I'm bringing God. Bro, he's going to help me kick your butt today. I'm like, come on, Jerry. But Jerry had me, you know, he got me going because I went from benching, like I said, one, 145. And by the time I got to spring football, and I didn't even know anything about spring ball. When I got to spring football, I was benching about 315. Damn. Um, I was squatting around 450, you know, and I could power clean right around 250. So it's like i I, I, I redshirted that year and all I had was, you know, three hots of practice, didn't play in any games, got to that next year and, uh, they penciled me in as a starter. And I also went in as a, I went in as a defensive end. They flipped me over when I first got to, um, college because I wasn't weak enough. I was too weak to play and they needed a defensive end to play and oh, I wasn't wow. ready to play. So they moved me to offense because I had good feet. And when I got to, you know, I played tight end in, and, and, um, in, and, um, Tight end and and, uh, and defensive end in high school.
2: You didn't play offensive line in high school? Not really, no. Oh my god! So I didn't know I, any of this.
4: This is great. So then I get to you know I get to school, and I didn't want to really play. I, the only reason I played because Mama Brooks, uh, you're not gonna be out all night. You're not gonna let them street lights beat you home. Either you yep. gonna go to practice, or you have your butt in the house. And that's what it was, man. So I played. I wanted to be a basketball player too. You know what I'm saying? I always felt though if I got too strong, they wouldn't let me play basketball. You know what I mean? So, so. that was
2: part of your your motive for not. Yeah, yeah. No the only
4: way reason I to Kansas State because they let me play basketball and football. Well, they let me play mm. one year, one okay. year. So they you know, they duped him. Oh yeah, yeah, come
2: on, you can play <sighs> basketball. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Well, what would know, it have been had
4: it had it not been Kansas State?
2: Uh,
4: Where, I could have went anywhere, you know. I went to Penn State. No,
2: know. I yeah, I know you had visits. Was there any one um, that you?
4: Yeah, I actually wanted to go to like Florida State. Okay, because I want to. Yeah, you know
2: yeah. So i
4: want to see all that.
2: Good job. Yeah. You yeah. wanted to go see the scenery in Florida. Well, all right. So we got we got a quick request from Joey B. He says, yeah. uh, "Can Barrett tell the story about Coach Snyder and the car ride back where where you almost oh, left
4: man. the bus?" Yeah. No, th- he, I mean that was crazy. I mean, I, it was. What year three- were you?
2: Were you a redshirt fr- freshman that year, or was it yeah
4: redshirt? That was my. That's when I first got to camp. That's when okay. I first got to playing football. I, okay. I mean, I um, I get there and you know, I, there's nobody there. There's nobody. There's no kids there. It's just a football team that's there. Right. You know, so we're practicing. We're there three three weeks before everybody else. And we're having two days. Some days we'll have three days. And after about two and a half weeks of it, I'm like, man, I'm going home, man. So I call my mom, mom, I call her collect, mom, you got to give me some money to, you know, I got to get out of here. She's like, nope, you stay in your butt right there. I call my dad. Right. He like, no, nah, boy, you stay in there. They give you free shoes. You better get on back in and practice some more. <laughs> so I couldn't go home. I called my uncle. He sent me money and I, I, I bought a Greyhound ticket and I packed my junk up and I went on the Greyhound bus and I left. So I'm on Greyhound and it's like probably 530 in the morning we're going towards Topeka. Now Topeka's about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour away from uh from from uh Manhattan, Manhattan. Kansas. Yep. But he pulls us over and we're in the middle of nowhere. So
2: did you have any idea that, that Snyder was kind of chasing you down?
4: Absolutely not. All, All right, so, so the bus stops
2: and you're like what the, what is
4: this? Everybody's looking around because it was just it was just starting to be daylight, you know what I'm saying? So they okay. pull us. we're in the middle of nowhere. And you know, everybody's looking around like what? And make so bad. It's it's a um, army base there. So there's Fort Raleigh people um there, but there were also like prisoners that were going to Fort Leavenworth up by Kansas City. So it's like oh prison prison guards there. So we're thinking like, all right, there's prison guards here. <laughs> I mean these prisoner uh prisoners on this bus. Maybe there's somebody trying to break them out or something. But yeah, it was somebody trying to break a break break somebody out. It was breaking me out. Coach oh. Schneider pulled over, so the guy knew who Coach Schneider was. Okay, the bus driver, the bus driver said, Hey, Coach Schneider, you know you can't pull the bus over like this. So, you got my player on this bus. He gets on the bus and he starts cussing me, Barry, get your ass off this bus right now. Get off this bus. I'm looking like, I said, Coach, of course, you know that I don't play for you anymore. Right. Dude, you know, we're talking about a little bit white dude, old dude. He's he's, <laughs> he's poking me in my chest and everything in front of everybody, embarrassing me. Everything, get off this bus. I told your parents I was gonna take you and make you a man. Get off this bus. So I follow him off the bus. I got in the car, and he cussed me out a solid 45 minutes to an hour all the way back to camp. Oh, my uh, yeah. goodness. I get there. He doesn't even let me pass go. He leaves my clothes and everything in the car. <laughs> he takes me outside, puts my shorts and stuff on, and I go run until practice. And then we practice, And then I got through practice. I ran again. He didn't even let me eat, bro. Oh and I ran God. again. It came out. We Jeez. practiced again. Then he made me run after that practice. He finally came in, and I ate. And I have never been so tired in my life. Never been so tired in my life, man. But he, it helped me out, man. God has a plan, man. You just got to follow the plan. I was trying to, you know what I'm saying, I was trying to deviate from the plan. He pulled me right back over where I was supposed to be at.
2: Would you have been done with football, or would you have transferred
4: I'd have been done with football. I was going home to work for the post office. That's where all my family worked. You know, Oh, my goodness. Man, my, uh, my pops worked at the post office. My brother still works there. My grandmother worked there. All my uncles worked there. I was going to work for um, the post office, you know. So, you know, I, I wasn't wow, I
1: trying to. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it's amazing after that. You didn't quit football even more so. After that kind of abuse, which you couldn't get away with nowadays. Right.
4: <laughs> right,
2: right. Yeah, right. Oh, Forget it now. Yeah, I no, no chance. got to hit
4: that transfer portal. I'm out of here, coach. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: That's true. Well, how about you, Gunner? What's, what, what? Why do you love the game?
1: I look at football. Uh, to me, it's the ultimate gladiator sport. And, and it gives us, the fan, a chance to be a gladiator once a week, to release all of our frustrations at work, home life, yep. to get out and yell and scream like kids, to put on a jersey and to live the moment with the guys that you're paying all this money to see. Uh, it's a bonding agent. Uh, you get together with friends in a parking lot and you go into the game together or you watch it at home. And it's also memory building. You know, you grew up and you watch football with your dad and your uncles and stuff like that. And you relive those memories. You know, I'm watching the ice bowl with my dad when I was a kid and watching Green Bay win the first ever back-to-back Super Bowls to set the tone for the NFL over versus the AFL. And you sit back and you remember all those memories. And you're right. Unlike other sports, which play Every day or every other day, you get one time in a week, unless you play Sunday, Thursday, but you get one time in a week where that that feeding frenzy builds up and you take so much pride in your team, even when they stink. It's your team Mm -hmm. and anybody else. It's like somebody talking about a family member. You're not getting away talking about my family member. It's city versus city. To me, it's like the movie Braveheart, freedom, (laughs) (laughs) you know, You know, you're fighting for freedom Mm -hmm. and it's city versus city. You know, uh, Philadelphia hates Dallas. Pittsburgh hates Cleveland. Green Bay hates Chicago. You know, the Rams hate the Chargers and the 49ers and so on and so forth. Um, and, And I just think that through the years, when you think about when you go back and you look at the history of football, like Rob said earlier, football used to be an afterthought in the 40s and the 50s. But somewhere along the line, a string of individuals, men and women, found a way to market the game of pro football to make it the, the ultimate sport on this planet to where it is today. It is a must-watch event. It's it's an event where you don't want people to tell you about it secondhand. You want to be able to see it so you can give your own perspective and, and tell people where you were when you watched this game, and especially if your team gets to the Super Bowl. You know, you have the parties, you have the shows, you have the gala now. It has become more than just – football has become more than just a sport. Mm-hmm. What the heck is that? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. What what in the world is going on here? I don't know. We're good. Go ahead. That's the host. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Foot,
1: football has become more than just a sport. It has become a lifestyle. It has become a spectacle. It has become must-see TV, you know. And kudos to the people who marketed this thing to the point now, even though we gripe, we will buy the so-called NFL ticket on direct because we have to see our game, especially if we move from our home city and live across country. It is now panned out to where it is streaming. The word streaming is now a, a, an everyday word in our football vocabulary. It is branched out to networks like NFL Network and now to, to Prime and so on and so forth. And I just think the the game itself makes you feel – when your team wins, makes you feel special. You go to work happier that Monday, you know. You stand around the water cooler and you talk about, man, how your team smashed this team. And it looks like we got a chance to do great things this year. I think football is the ultimate emotional high and emotional low all rolled into one because every play is different, you know. Uh, Hockey is similar. But football, because it's once a week, so you come down off that hockey lower high real quick because you have a game the next night. Football, you have to. If your team loses, you're seething for five or six days until your team gets back on that ho- that horse again. If your team wins, you're beating your chest. Now I think football, to a certain degree, fans have taken it a little too far uh, with fights in the stands uh, and things like that, and some people have been seriously hurt uh, behind the outcome of football games. But but the game itself and – it's, and it's the one few venues where you can put racial tensions aside and come together for the common cause of that group of guys wearing your jersey, going out there, and, and, and defeating an opponent.
2: Well said. I it's yeah. re, Look, I, the other thing that I, that I love, too, is – and this sort of goes back to my anticipation thing, but – and Barrett, you could probably speak to this in, a, in an unbelievable way, man. Between Saturdays in college and then Sundays for the NFL, but waking up that day knowing your team is playing, like you're, you just have a different pep in your step. Like you, you know, especially for me, if there's a one o'clock game, you know, the, the second man, my eyes open up. I'm like, oh, we got a game. Got a game in a little while, man. Got a yeah. game in like five yeah. hours. I like, oh, there is. It's just such a great feeling knowing your team's gonna be going at it in a little bit, man. It's 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 awesome.
4: It's taken another level too, you know. Since um since I've started broadcasting games, you know, um, I mean, because like it's easy doing pre and post game shows. You do a pre pro same show. You pre is you're just guessing, see what's gonna happen. You know, giving key matchups. You know what you think might happen. Then the post game, you're just you know going out and just basically telling exactly why they won the game, why they didn't win the game, what you thought was strategically uh, hampering one team from getting away with this that another team was getting away with. But when you're doing it, like when I do college football, and I'm sitting and I'm breaking it down, and I see the stuff happening right there in front of me, you know, it's it's, it's just a whole different – I feel like I'm playing. You know, I got to get hyped up, you know, so I got to get out – get up, you know, get my Mountain Dew going, you know what I'm saying? I got get all hyped up on Mountain Dew. I mean, it's, 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 it's a different level, man, because I can see it happening. I'm looking over the corner. I say, look, oh, man, look at this. I, I'm, I'm watching this receiver. I say, oh, man, they caught him exactly what they wanted. I think they're going to run a nine route. It's going to be a straight go route because I see it there in cover three. But I think that quarterbacks just good enough that he can stay with them man-to-man. And then he comes over and he runs a crossing route instead. You know, I see it happening from me. And I didn't. I'm breaking down exactly what happened and looking at the offensive line, the defensive line, that matchup. And they ran an MEB blitz over there. They slid the protection. That running back supposed to get that Sam Will linebacker, but he doesn't get him. So he since he doesn't get him, it tells the quarterback he has a run out of. I mean, that to me, that's exciting, bro. I love that aspect of it, man. I love it, man. That's when I really feel like I'm playing. The adrenaline that I get. I got to literally calm down. I can't just go to sleep after the games.
2: You know what I mean? So that's the closest rush that you get to your playing yes. days.
4: No question. I mean, it's, it's it's right there. It's I mean, it's right there. It just I don't know how the physical demand of being out there playing. And this mm-hmm. guy, you know, you know this guy right in front of you is trying to take food out of your kid's mouth. So, you know, that's a different type of rush when
2: you're out there playing in the NFL. What, what was it like your first couple of years when you stepped away? Like uh, come Sunday during the season, was it, was it really – like, were you really I didn't really it?
4: watch it. I didn't really watch football my first two years. I mean, I, I keep an eye on things, mm-hmm. but I didn't watch it for my first two years because I wasn't – I to be literally, um, I, I I thought, all right, now I'm just a, a regular individual again, you know. Not to say that I wasn't, you know, when I was playing, but, you know, you kind of think like that, you know. Um, I was just a guy, you know, saying I'm no longer an NFL football player, which defined me for 12 years of my life. Right, I wasn't that guy anymore, so I didn't really watch that much. I went back to school, uh, and uh, got an MBA in healthcare administration and um, started working for my wife for about six months. And like, I gotta get the hell out of here, I'm going somewhere else. So I called Baldy, I'm gonna say, I gotta get back into football. So Baldy had me go up to NFL films and I learned how to be a producer first, man. I produced, right. you know, uh, two great shows, man, NFL Playbook. Um, and then also mm-hmm. did a uh, matchup matchup, you know. So um, it was it was it was crazy, you know. Once I got back into it, and I I saw things from a different standpoint of I was a content producer, so I could break down exactly what teams were doing. I got a chance to have that clicker, and I'm watching, film like I watched in NFL, but I'm watching all aspects of it. I'm watching pass plays. I'm watching the you know defense how they're trying to stop route combinations, and then I'm watching um you know how how the, the matchup is with the, the tight end and where he fits in as far as the seam routes and all. It was just, you know, I really learned that aspect from it. And from there, that's when things start to really blow up, you know, because I couldn't talk on TV at all at first. That I mean, was the worst time I, I had was trying to talk on TV and, and do that stuff. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not built for this at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I can remember what Sterling tried to do. I remember we told talked with Sterling. Yeah, Sterling uh, yeah. Sharp, we <laughs> had on
2: uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah.
4: yeah so is so an all right, you're going to break this down, right? And, you know, so we're doing – I had a great play that I picked out. You know what I'm saying? I had put all the highlights on it, the marks, everything on it. And I'm sitting back, and I'm supposed to be diagramming it right in front of your face. You know, it was a lag draw with Jason Peters. He set and threw the defensive end up the field. Once he threw him up the field, he ran down the field, hit the linebacker, shady McCores right in behind him. And you know, that's where uh that's where a lot of these guys got the lag draw from me breaking down that lag draw from and then all of a sudden, bam, what happens? I'm supposed to be writing down and, and marketing on the thing, and Sterling Center there looking at me like this and laughing at me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, are, are you you gonna you know you're talking all this stuff, are you gonna show me on the thing? I'm like, Oh, that's right. I got the problem.
2: I got it. It was, it was a mess. Man. Yeah. If you get a mess. chance, go back. He, he tells some pretty funny Barry stories. <laughs> uh, you I, can I'll always you, go back and podcast our guest on, I'll on you, uh, JacobSports.com.
1: I'll tell you what always fascinated me in all my years of covering the game. How many football players have told me that while they were playing the game, they didn't watch the game when they had an off day, they yep. got away from the game. They spent right. so much time from sunup to sundown, practicing a game, mending their bodies, playing the game, watching film, that when they had their rare time off, they would get away. They would spend it with family. They would go shopping with a girlfriend or a wife, taking care of the kids. They did anything but watch football. They would always say, I don't need to watch the game. I'll see the film soon enough. You know, And I found it fascinating that those that play the game are not necessarily consumed by the game.
2: Yeah, right? and they didn't always grow up huge fans of the game either. Right. Like we always think right. they they were like, Derek, you and I kind of were just like diehards yeah. from from yeah. birth. But sure. Barrett, not the case for for a lot of guys.
4: Oh no question. But plus, once you you know, like most guys will watch like Monday night football for for players is a big deal uh, because you know that's when or Sunday night football. That's when you know no other teams are playing. It's just that team is playing on on Monday night. So you usually watch that you know because everybody around is you, you know usually watching the game also so nine times out of ten you do watch the money in that game but the rest of them you pay attention to you know people in your division right you don't necessarily watch it because you're gonna watch a lot of film you yeah. know leading you're up to aware of world. what they're doing but you're not right. necessarily yeah. looking their yeah. play you're the now you're, you're going over like it's not like when you watch film when you are getting ready for a game you take four four or five games and you watch four or five games of your opponent hmm. And you watch it and you watch it and watch it and watch it, put it in another tape, watch it and watch it and watch it and watch it, put it in a, and you just watch it hours and hours of film. you know what does this guy like to do? What's his favorite move? What does he rely on the most? Uh, what's, what's, what's his most comfort? Um, what's his most comfortable pass rush that you know he always thinks that he can beat somebody with? Mm-hmm. all right, what is his tendency on third down? What does he like to do? All right, on 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 ET stunts, you know, what is that three technique doing? That you know, kind of give me a little tip of what they're doing. Or right, is that safety? Is he walking over a little bit before so I can see what's going on? So maybe that end is going to try to crash down because that safety is going to go out and and, um, and replace them. You know, those are things you just watch so much film, man, that it becomes it almost becomes second nature to you. You see stuff happening it's almost like deja vu because you saw it happen so many times on film mm-hmm. that you see it and you just read and react because you've seen it before so many times. It looks exactly the same. I promise you, a lot of times it's like deja vu. Oh, here he comes with this spin move. I see it. I got to lock it down. You know, or, all right, here they come. There's a blitz right here. I've seen this blitz before. I've seen it a thousand times because they get comfortable doing what they do first. Um better also, then you got them looking film with you on you. So I love that aspect of the game. Just the cat and mouse. Of, of, of watching film
2: very yeah. cool, man. Very yeah. cool. All right. So what we'll do is we're gonna, we're going to step aside real quick and have Jeremiah Trotter join us when we get back. A little later, we'll dive into that five, that five most improved from uh, from CBS Sports. We'll do that a little bit later. But let's get a timeout. Let's come back. We'll talk to Jeremiah Trotter, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network.
5: Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you.
1: Seven, four, three. One, two,
7: three. Because
5: Philadelphia Dreams deserve a Philadelphia Bank.
6: Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
7: The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence.
4: If you don't find the right counselor law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness.
7: Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say we got this.
2: barrett brooks and oh man so excited so excited to talk to (laughs) him trot and i used to hang out back in the day doing a little radio there uh, he is ago but the one and only the man himself three stints with the birds starting in 1998 was a teammate of barrett brooks for a little short period of time there as well four-time pro bowler first team all nfl in 2000 the axe man himself jeremiah trotter what up trot
8: what's up fellas how y'all doing
4: Try what's the deal, baby. You, man? Yeah, that's man. A good,
8: that's a good-looking group right here, man. <laughs> You're, lying. Right, You're a good liar, Trout. Right. Uh, oh, I
2: know,
8: my God.
1: My
8: hey, hey,
2: come hey. on. Come on, man. Hey, <laughs> He's got to speak the truth. He's got to speak the truth. I knew he had to get that shot in
1: sooner or later. <laughs> I thought exactly I thought cool, was going to be able to slide under the radar before he got me. <laughs> yeah.
2: He got it out of the way early. You, you knew right, it was cool. you Oh, go. my goodness. Yeah. No. Oh man. So Trot, good good to catch up with you, man. Uh um, yeah, man. So much ground to cover. First off, I always like to do this with our guests that played with Barrett. You guys were together for a little bit. It wasn't a real long period of time, mm-hmm. but what was that? What was that year like having to deal with uh with Double B, man? Oh, let, let me
4: in fact, before we even start, let me set the <laughs> let me set the table of let me set t- here we go. Here we go. So go. Trot his rookie year. He he comes to town, right? And he always thought that you know what I'm saying, he wasn't gonna make the team. He always thought he was going to wait the team because coach stayed on him. Ray Rhodes stayed on him. Yeah. So he said, you know what? Since y'all ain't going to play me. Somebody got to pay. So he <laughs> would pick an offensive <laughs> lineman out every day, a different guy, and just beat him up all day long, <laughs> all day. He got my boy Ian Beckles. Well, then it was my turn. It was my turn to take the punishment. So what do we do? We're on nine on seven. And I got a, a, a double-team block, and I got to go up the trotter. Well, I made a business decision. <laughs> I stayed on that double-team. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let him do whatever he wanted. I didn't
7: come up on the double-team. <laughs> That's great.
3: Coach here, run oh, it again. Ray I
7: Rose. said, hell no, we ain't running that again. Run Ray it Rose.
8: again, Ray Coach. Rose Ray running run it again. It out. Ray Rose called him out. No, man. He just went over there. You know you're supposed to call and get tried. Run it again, yeah, like this.
4: <laughs> and you would think he'd give me a solid. Nah, he give me no solid. <laughs> when I, I know the I know the play, and I know who coming to block me.
8: I was down in the three point sprint down
4: here. Uh, <laughs> it was a sprint, man, bro. <laughs> He hit me so hard, man. I wanted to just stop practice the rest of the day. I said, "Coach, come." He said, "No, we are gonna run it against the coach. Time out, yeah. time
2: out. I know <laughs> yeah. what I got to do now." <laughs> yeah, I got to pulled hamstring. I got to go sit down. Yeah, exactly. Oh my, oh, God. my that's goodness. awesome. That's awesome. Oh man. Hey, let, let me pass this along before we dig into everything with Trot that we're gonna we're gonna get to today. So,
3: yeah,
2: uh, Carolina has traded for yep. Baker Mayfield. Uh, they have yep. uh, they've acquired him for a. Man, how about this? A 2024 conditional fifth-round
1: yeah. pick, according to the NFL network. Cleveland just said goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Get out.
2: Right. Yeah, fifth-rounder. The so, yeah, Baker yeah. Mayfield headed to Carolina. No surprise there, guys. They couldn't go to war with Sam Darn. <coughs> no, that, that's no, that's no. for darn sure, man. So, uh, good for Baker. He gets freed from that situation. But, all right, Trot. so a lot to get to, man. Let's start. Let's go back, because things really changed for you after Ray – Andy comes in and Jim Johnson, just, just talk about how that kind of shifted the, the, because then you just blossom at that point in your career.
8: <clears throat> well, I mean, I just, I had a chance to grow up, obviously. So I'm coming in as a, um, rookie from small school and, you know, big lights, you know, lost my dad right before camp. So that was emotional. And then I had a year to, to go through off season program. Um, they hired Andy Reed and Jim Johnson and, uh, you know, I really kind of – Jim was really like, yo, downhill. I want you downhill, which really catered to my style of play. And uh, Jim really kind of simplified the game for me. You know, uh, just play downhill. You do that every play until you get to the point to where, you know, you can read the linemen and see what they're doing. And he would have Willie T and those guys to cover for me. And uh, so I, I've, I've always been appreciative of Jim, just how he, you know, wh- what he was able to take what you do best and implement into his scheme. You know, uh, mm-hmm. same with Dawkins. I know Dawkins had made, you know, Pro Bowl the year prior to he got there, but I think his career really took off when Jim got there because Jim started started using him everywhere, man. He was all over the place, you know. So, uh, you know, um, that was a big turnaround for me. And I went through training camp, battling Barry Gardner for the starting job, and um, just kind of worked hard, man, and never looked back.
1: <clears throat> Try, were you always this downhill thumper? even when you came out of comp- co- college or was that something that Jim Johnson developed in you?
8: I was all, that was my style of game. I was always downhill. I mean, I could I could play, you know, sideways too, but in that era, uh, you wanted big downhill type guys, you know, unless you played in the Ravens defense where they was more, you know, protected middle linebacker, let him run. But in Jim's defense, it was, yo, Linebackers got to fend for themselves, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I was I was cool with that, you know. I was cool with that, man. And uh, fortunately, I was given the body type where I could take the punishment and, and try to dish out a little bit myself. So, and I I enjoy taking on linemen and then coming off and make the play. Mm. I think um, old linemen respected me more because I was able to do that versus just running around, you know. Mm. So, um, you know, I took pride into I took pride coming downhill. Because them big linemen, man, you know, they think they tough, man. Them guys, man, you know, they <laughs> bigger than everybody else, you know. Yeah, they soften they,
1: them you know, up. Uh-huh. Yeah,
8: man, you know, you know. I just had, sometimes I got to let them know
4: you in for the long haul. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, so, hey, Jimmy had this scheme. the uh, Late and great Jimmy Johnson had this scheme where they would line trot up, and we'd have two, three techniques. They had two, three techniques, and they'll put trot right over the center. to an Two and a half yards. I don't know how you would do it, but you always went opposite of what we and you would step, you would automatically step and know which way we were sliding the line. I don't know how you did that, man. We try to get a beat on it. We never could get a beat on how you set that up, man. But every time we thought we were sliding to you, you go away from the slide, man, and end up one on one a runner back, man. What exactly did he what what sense did you get on how you knew where to go and how to go get there?
8: Man, you know what? I, I just I played at two and a half yards. And fortunately, the center is typically uh, the, the, um, not the best blocker on the offensive line. Right, <laughs> He's typically the smaller guy, athletic guy. So it was easier to take it on the center most plays. And just working every day, I would go out early. Jim and I would work one-on-one drills, uh, getting a quick read with the linemen, the guards. Because I really didn't have to read the tackles. It was really just guard to guard, center to backfield. And, you know, once I was able get my hands on and get come out of my hips, you know, and then I can kind of control them because the defense was designed for everything to get turned back to me. So if I whoop the center, and I was pretty much free to make the play.
1: <clears throat> Truck, who was your favorite linebacker to play next to in your career?
8: Oh, man, I, I mean, I got a bunch of them, man. I can go down the line. You, know, you can only pick
1: one. You only get one. <laughs> oh, no,
8: I can't do that. I Come on, Truck. Come I, on I down. Can't pick one. I can't do it. I can't pick one. Stirring up trouble,
2: I, Gunner, is that what you're doing?
8: Absolutely. Okay. No, I can't I can't pick one, but I will name a few guys that just jumped right out. You know, the Ts coming in, playing with him. I didn't play alongside James Willis, but I, I learned yeah. a lot playing behind him. Um, you know, Carlos Emmons man, uh, Mike Caldwell. You know, um I didn't play alongside I played with Ike but not alongside Ike, you know. Um uh, but um uh, you know, you can you can just the list goes on man There's a lot of guys come through but you know I think I learned the most from like Willie T because coming in as a rookie and Willie T was so smart man he was, yeah, oh, he, man. was. He, he was extremely intelligent he knew the game and then uh he would give you one little nugget during the course of a game and you go out there and get an interception. Hmm. He like, man, how you know that you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all, all the time man. man. Yeah. yeah. Once he once he does that, like like you you're in his ear the rest of the rest of the season. Like, yo, hey,
4: you see anything else, man? Let me know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he used to make me mad, man, because you know, we'd be in practice and um and I wouldn't even be looking at him. And he'd know, Barrett, you come on over out to block me. Don't come out here. I'm, a, I'm not gonna be here when you get. Him. I'm like, how does he know I'm going to block him? I'm not even looking at him. He's on the other side of the field. I know you coming over here, Barrett. I know, I'm like, how does he know this? Mm-hmm. I remember Willie
8: T went to Oakland. Didn't he go to Oakland like yeah. yep. last year? Yes. Yeah. And, yep. and led the league in interceptions or something. They like loved that. him yep. out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like seven days. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy, yeah, man. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. That was when did you know, Trot, that the you know it was a it was rough towards the end with Ray, and it took a, a minute for, for Andy to mm-hmm. get it going. But when did you know that you guys were were pretty legit and things were on the right path?
8: Whew. I would say the first time we beat the Giants, because I think the Giants were on like a eight game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Remember that? They yeah. were on an eight or nine yeah. game winning yeah. streak. And we played the Giants in New York. I think it was a national televised game. And we beat them in New York. That's when we kind of knew, hey man, we done turned the corner. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Interesting.
2: How big was that was the was the pickle juice game too? Because Andy starts off with an onside kick, you yeah. know, and you guys destroy the Cowboys to, to open up the 2000 season, which was a beautiful thing, man. But right. I just think – and, and Ike will tell the story. Ike tried to talk him out of it. He tried to talk Harbaugh and Andy out of it. And Andy's like, no, nah, we're doing it. That's how we're starting the season. Like, did that send a message to you guys like, this dude believes in us? Well, a lot of people – I don't know of a lot of people
8: that actually knew about it because we was just as surprised on the sideline as everybody else in the stands were. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm sure just a few people on the special teams knew. Um, that I know they had practiced it, but when it happened, we was really surprised that, um, you know, they came out with it, man. And, you know, once we got rolling mm. and, um, you know, I remember during the week I was telling everybody about the heat because I'm from Texas. So mm. I know what that Texas heat is like, man. And, and uh, they're getting the pickle juice and I'm looking at pickle juice like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> could have used that when I was out there
2: chopping them trees. <laughs> when you were becoming man, yeah.
8: Hey, and here's the thing. I don't know if it worked, but, you know, we knew it was going to be so hot, man. We'd have tried anything, bro. Yeah. Anything. If you thought it
2: was working, it worked, No right? doubt. Yeah. You know,
8: I'm going to tell you what worked. I'm going to tell you what happened. Dude, Staley went out and rushed for 300 some yards off. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> then right. The deep, then the defense went out there and was three and out, like, once you got past those first two or three series, we was three yep. and out on defense. Yep. Now you're putting their defense right back on the football field. That's right. And I'm not sure who built that stadium down there, the old stadium, but they had their players sitting right in the heat. Mm-hmm. Right in the sun, man. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm.
4: the <laughs> right. It was right <laughs> in the sun. <laughs> that, and you, that offensive line was one of the best offensive lines I ever saw though, man. You know, how how did you guys, you know, get past those guys like Big Eric and all Larry Allen and all those guys, man? Man, just playing physical football, man. You know, you come in as a rookie,
8: you learn real quick about the rivalry, um, the history, and what that game means to the fans. And um, you know, you kind of lock in. It's like you, you having two playoff games during the regular season. Yeah. So it kind of gets you ready, prepared for the regular season, man. There's so much, so much animosity and hate, the level of tension going into that game even during the course of the week, man, you're like, you're like, yo, what's wrong with these guys? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yo, <laughs> yo, as soon as, soon as the, the game ends from the Pride week, guys in the locker room talking about it's Dallas week. Like, yo, can we enjoy this game? Right. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> Dallas week, you know. And uh, after that, you start to kind of understand what it means. You see that you feel the energy when you go to the grocery store, you know, when you're in the streets and people talking about, you know, how much they want to this game. So, um. You know, it prepares you mentally, man. You go into the game just with a physical – and you knew that offensive line, man. They was they was tough, man. Yeah, they were. You know, when I came through, um, they wasn't as good as they was when they was winning Super Bowls. Right, but right. you still had some guys. I mean, Larry Allen was still in his prime. Yeah. I think um, Stepnoski was – I ain't going to say prime, but he was still a, a really good player. Um, who else was there, Barrett? Was,
2: yeah, Eric was Eric Williams still there? Eric, Eric Williams was still
8: there. Yeah. He, he he wasn't the player he was before the car accident, but he was still a really good player. Right. Nice. Um man, so Emm- had just left. Yep. Martin they, had just left. Emmett was toward the end of his career. Irving was still there. Yep. Um, you know. So Moose. Moose was still there. Yep. They, they had a good squad, man. I mean, mm-hmm. shoot. So it it was special for me because I grew up in Texas. Yeah. I'm not gonna say I was a fan. I'm i am just say I grew up in Texas. Y'all yeah, got to put the pieces together. <laughs> I grew up watching them guys, man, and just playing against them. I mean, for me, it was a dream come true. Just hitting Emmitt. You know, you grew up watching my mom's, you know, 12-inch black and white TV with the little bunny ears. You got to kind of switch Oh, yeah. Them. Oh, man, listen. I'm, and I'm watching these guys, and next thing you know, I'm hitting Emmitt in the backfield, and I'm just like, it was it's a surreal moment,
2: you
1: know. Yeah, it's cool. Hey, hey Trot, you know, I was sitting out there with you guys in May at the Penn Oaks for the Dawkins Foundation uh-huh. Golf Tournament. Right. And we just sitting out there yucking it up and just talking about old times. And I'm saying to myself as I listen to you guys talk, I'm looking to my right and to my left and in front of me. You were sitting across from me. I'm thinking, well, how in the world did all this talent not win something, man? You guys were loaded on both well, sides we, of the ball. We won
8: something, we just
1: didn't win the big one. <laughs> That's what I mean. I mean, how in the world did the big? I mean, not just one chance at it, but multiple chances at it. You guys were so loaded on talent. Do you still? Do you still think about those moments?
8: Yeah, man. Especially the Super Bowl. It took me. It took me four or five years to even watch the Super Bowl. You oh, know, wow. it was. It, yeah, it was a hurt piece, man. Just to get there, and and not just to get there, but knowing you had the team to win it. You know, yes. Um, You know, you're gonna always feel like you left left something out there, but uh, you know, fortunately they they came back a few years back and got a and got one for the city. Because for me, it wasn't so much for me. I just felt so strongly that the city really deserved, you know, to get that get that monkey off their back and shut some of these these other team fans
2: up. You know. Yeah. Amen. Well, I I, well, I, I got to ask you, Trot. So, did, where did you? Were you at the game? Where did you watch it when the Eagles did win it when they beat the Patriots? <clears throat> I wasn't
8: gonna go to the game, Okay. Because right? I I like watching the game at home. You can see all the replays. The bathroom's close. The refrigerator's <laughs> close. You know what I'm saying? Baby? Yeah. You yeah. got to walking 15 minutes to the concession stand. But, buddy, mine said, Trot? I got tickets on the 50 yard line. Mm. Oh, gotta yeah. go. That's a game changer. That's <laughs> a that game changer. Yeah. Got, got to go. So, I said, all right. So, I went out there and did a few appearances and went to the game. Man, I was so excited that I did. And like the last couple mm-hmm. minutes, I I was couldn't even watch the game. I was sitting down. Everybody like, come on, try to stand up, man. You got to watch. You know, it was emotional, man. And just – I was just so happy for the city of Philadelphia, man. Um, obviously, you're happy for the players and the coaches. But players and coaches come and go. But these fans, man, the fans are around mm-hmm. for a lifetime. You know, they – you, see, you hear the stories of, you know, people talk about, mm-hmm. I wish my, my mom or my dad could have been here to that's this right. day. They, yeah. they waited their whole life to see this. And, you know, and that's what it's all about. It's all mm-hmm. about the fans and um, getting them that first ring. And, you know, just the city deserves it, man. It's a great city.
1: Hey, Trout, when you look back on your career, what do you hope fans remember about you as an individual and what you what you gave <clears throat> to this team and to the city?
8: Um, I hope they remember that I was real. Um, I was passionate about the Eagles, um, I showed up every day, not just games, showed up every day, put the work in, uh, left it all on the field, Um, uh, try my best to be the best leader possible, best teammate possible. And, um, you know, just a guy that was just like them, blue collar, showed up to work, grinded, you know, and never thought I was better than anybody else. You know, we all just working, trying to take care of our families. Okay. And you know, just have a better life.
4: I'm mm. gonna tell you about Trot. Um people don't understand the extent of, 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 of what he went through each day coming into work. Bruh, I when I left when I left him, I left him in '98. And when I say he was held together by duct tape and bubblegum, bruh, working Tuesday through Wednesday, bruh, Thursday. All the way up until game day, man. I didn't think Trout was gonna be able to walk, man, but he he, he was still able to do it, man. I and mean, this is early in his career, you know what I mean? I mean, I tell people what you used to go through, man. Every day to just get to Sunday, man. It was it was tough. I remember when I
8: came in for my my visit, you know, um, you know the pre draft visit. Doctors checked me out, and I remember Doctor Deluca looking at it, and uh, Ray Rose standing there, Jeffrey Lurie like what do you think? And Dr. Duke was like, "Well, he can play one year, he can play 10. It depends on how you take care of it." <laughs> and um and I'm looking at myself like, "Damn, I need that bad." <laughs> right, you right. know? Um so I was fortunate to get drafted in third round, man, and you know, I had some issues with it early on. I would come out and plant and it would buckle on me, swell up, and they put me in a brace. So now I'm in I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Out there, you know, (laughs) you know, know, when you don't know what you're doing, you look slow, you look look soft, and then they put you in a big bulky knee brace, you know, and and that takes some away from you, man. And I just kept working, kept working, Uh, kept my head down, man. And all I could do was work, you know what I'm saying? My dad used to tell me something when nothing else worked, just keep working, you know, you keep doing that. Good things that happen eventually. And um, it was a rough rookie season for me. you know, drafted. So I was the Eagles' second pick because they didn't have a second-round pick that year. It was Trey Thomas, then myself. and um,
2: Pretty good draft. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
8: Uh, Alan Ross and Mike Reese was in that, in that That's draft. That's a good draft, man. Yep, yep. um, Ross was an under, underrated guy. Yeah. he was. He, was. A yeah, he was. Won yeah, a couple yeah. Super Bowls, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, I just kept working, man. I kept working. And once that year was over, you know, they, they brought me in. I think it was Tom Modrack. Yeah, yep, so I, right. That's right. They had the end of the season meetings, and he called me in the office, and he said, "Hey, man, you know, just keep working. We're gonna get your knee right, and you're a big part of our plans around here." Mm. I was like, "Me?" I was like, "Me?" <laughs> 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 you're a big part of our plans, you know. So I was like, "All right," and that gave me a lot of motivation, and you know, just going into the offseason, working hard, um, you know. Had to make it work, man. I I left school early. I promised my dad that, uh, you know, I was gonna take care of my mom. So wasn't no going back for me. I, mm-hmm. I had to burn the ship. You
1: know. All right, try. I know you've been telling me for years. You said I'm a One day I'm gonna tell you the whole story. Now I know one side of the story. Look, he's looking now. Like, what are you talking about? Oh boy, there was a time when you were going through negotiations and you sat across from Andy Reid, <laughs> and it got a little tense in there. Now, I know one side of the story. On this show, Sports Take is your opportunity to tell your side of the story. Let's just say we didn't get a deal worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Give us
8: something, man. Let's just just say I got to work on my negotiation skills. (laughs) Hey, I ended up in Washington. That should tell you everything.
2: (laughs) Hey, here's here's the follow-up. How heated did it get, Troy? Because it, it got kind of crazy, oh, right? It he got, he got heated. It
8: he got heated to the point Jim Johnson, Jim Johnson was like, hey, I ain't got nothing to do with contract. That's what y'all do. I'm out of here. <laughs> Jim,
1: hey. Johnson, Jim Johnson left Joe Bannon there by himself. Like, <laughs> Hey, is, is it true that you almost went across the table?
8: No, I would say it's true that I wanted to. <laughs> but, you know I, 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 may have, I may have made him think I was going to go <laughs> oh, my um, oh my goodness You know man You're you young And uh, you really don't understand Negotiations But one, Here's one thing I will say And everybody knows, um, uh, Joe Banner rubbed a lot of people The wrong way he did just just by his negotiation tactics, he did. you know. And I get if if you don't want to pay a guy something, just say, "Hey, this is all we can offer. That's it." But don't try to belittle the guy because everything you say to the agent is going to get back to the player. Yeah. Right. And there's a certain way you talk about people and to people that you consider the cornerstones of your franchise, the leaders of your franchise. These these guys that you're going to have to venture, that you want to play for you. So, I just think there's a certain way you do business, and um, he didn't do business the right way, mm-hmm. and um, I think eventually, eventually, and I think I know eventually, it caught up with him. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
8: And, and, and word goes around the league. We're, we're fraternity, ain't that right, Barry? Yeah, exactly, we're fraternity, man. Yeah. And if you don't treat a player right, it's gonna get out to other players, yeah.
1: yeah. And if
8: it comes down to two teams, and that player has, has heard certain things about this GM and how they do business. He's gonna to go to the other guy. You know? Mm. So I think eventually just caught up with him. And you know, I think later on when he left the Eagles, I think he kinda of admitted that he wished that certain guys, I think he stated there were certain guys we wish we could have shown yep. how much we appreciated them more. You know. And here's the thing: everybody learns, you know. Um he was he he wanted to be known as a fierce negotiator yep. to be able to get the best best players. At the cheapest price, I get it. That was his job. But at the same time, it's the way you do business, you know. Um, second time around, you know, when I came from Washington, went to the Super Bowl, we had the deal worked out. He told straight up, Trot, is what we we can offer you. Uh, you know, we love, we want you, and he left it up to me to make the decision. You know, right. right so right. second time around, I, I think he um, he did a good job of just hey, keeping the business and didn't make it personal. You know? mm-hmm. So, like I said, we all learn. I learned because I didn't understand business. I just, <laughs> knew, hey, I gave everything. I was green through and at, through and through, green and understand that hey, there's two sides of the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, right,
4: Wait, man. Well, well now sense. you know you got a little success, mm-hmm. man. You know you're doing well off the field, man. You know, give us a little bit about you know your endeavors now, man. Just uh,
8: you know, running the real estate business. I you guys know about that. Mm-hmm. Condos and stuff, and and these boys, trying to take care of these boys, man. You know, I got one in Clemson. He started now. Yep. My my youngest is a senior. It's yep. crazy how time is flying. So he 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 committed to West Virginia. Yep. yep and yep. um, you know, just living life, man, enjoying retirement. You know, body getting feels like I'm getting beat up more and more every day, man. I don't know what's wrong with
6: Get
8: out
4: of them you. <laughs> golf, golf is starting to be a physical game now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can beat this Right, <laughs> right.
8: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> hey, hey trap. When, when it came to yeah. your boys, how much did you push them to play the game? Or did you take the approach, I'm here for you, if you want to know more, because I played the game at the highest level, I'm here for you. Or, or was it a combination of the two?
8: They ain't have no choice. They was going to play the game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they ain't have a choice. They was going to play.
8: No, but you know what? They love the game, even when they was little. They, they love. Oh, the yeah, playing. yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm the type of dad, you know, some, you got some parents to say, hey, I don't want to push him. Um, if he wants to play, fine. If he doesn't, and, you know, I would never tell anybody how to raise their kid. But right. I'm the type of father, if I see you have a gift, I'm going to push you in that area. Yeah. You know, no matter what it is, it don't have to be sports. I'm going to push you in that area. And I saw at a young age, they had a gift and I just pushed them. And I always told them, this is what you want to do. You know, it's a certain way you got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't that way do it. You got to put the work in, you know, so people. That's one thing
4: you did, man. Yeah, you did. Because, you, did. you know, just being out there, seeing you, you weren't that father that was in there. Ah, you never really said anything to him on the field. You know what I'm saying? But they always came to you off the field and talked to you. You know, they would call you over. I had to call my son over. Hey, hey, come here, boy. You, They come straight to you. They be coming asking you questions. You know what I'm saying? I saw that. It was different, you know what I'm saying, as far as a father-son football relationship that I've seen with most parents, man. I, I commend you for that.
8: Well, good thing is you didn't hear me when I was getting on them. You know, <laughs> if, you, if you ever see me leaning in their ear, I'm saying some – I'm saying some, probably saying some words I shouldn't be saying.
3: You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
8: Know they know They know it's all coming from love, and I want them to be their best. And I always tell them, I say, listen, man, I don't know everything. You know what I'm saying? I don't know everything. But when it comes to playing this linebacker position, I can take you as as you need to go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I said, when it come to playing this, I said, man, I spent my whole life studying this game. And I said, here's the thing what I don't know I got people that I know that 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 know, yeah. you, know yeah. to reach out for, you know which I have done so and I'm not naive I understand the game has changed we don't play the same game so they can't play the game the way I play mm-hmm. um but you know you got to be able to evolve as a coach and as players you know
2: I, I uh I saw firsthand when they were when, when Jeremiah and I used to do shows together, at WIP yeah. back in the day, our kids would go in. So fun. they would come in and play together and try to come here. He give me he check. take a look. Take a look at this. What 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 he it was I think it was Jeremiah. I don't think it was Josiah. <laughs> He was killing people, man. He was lighting people up at like seven. It was insane. I knew, I knew exactly. I knew this was coming. I'm telling him I got to be his agent. That's what I kept saying to him the whole time. But I saw Josiah play last year in the championship game against uh, Garden Valley yeah. for St. Joe's, just lighting people up, dude. He's everywhere, man. He is fast, man. They're studs. Uh, Western they Are they, you are they
1: better? After you, are they better athletes than you
4: were?
2: Oh, way better. Way better. Way <laughs> better. Oh! Hey, hold Bear, on, hold Bear on,
1: jumped on there. Wait, Trot no, didn't answer yet. Bear no, jumped on that quick, no, but Trot didn't can, answer yet.
4: No, the boys can run like deers, man. Mm-hmm. They can well, they, run like deers. They, they, got, they got
8: everything I didn't have, you know. One, I didn't have me. You know, when you got a father that yeah. played the game, that can coach you. They was, they was learning stuff um, at 10 that I didn't learn till I got to the NFL, right. you know. Mm-hmm. So... You know they're supposed to be better. You know what I'm saying? When when you yeah. have a father, you know Rob, you have a son that, that yeah. you want to get into to the media. Yeah. He's gonna be better than you. Yeah. You know because you're gonna yeah. teach him all the ins and outs that he he typically would have to learn on his own. You know. Right. So, um, yeah, that they're supposed to be better than me, man. And and um, you know, people thought I was crazy and I just say they're gonna be twice as good as me. But you know now they're starting to kind of realize, and I poured a lot into them, which we all do with our kids. When we it's fun, man. It's fun just seeing them grow. But it's crazy how we just do the show, how much how time them just
2: flew. They were little kids. They were six, yeah. seven years old, yeah, man. man. It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. how fast it goes. But I, I also know you're doing great work uh with, with building houses for, for people who need it. And this is why, you you know, I know you're doing your real estate stuff. But, man, what you're doing in the Dominican, can you tell, tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we I've been building condos there since 2006.
8: Um you know, don't, trying to do, do my part in the country. I mean, obviously, it's a great opportunity for the business and, and, and financially as well. But, um, you know, just building affordable homes, um, you know, quality work, man. And, you know, we built a company to one of the, the, the most reputable con- uh, companies in the country. So um, I really enjoy it. You know, um, I've always wanted to have my own business. I always wanted to have a construction business. I just didn't know where it was going to be. I thought it was going to be here in the States, but, you know, God had different plans. And, um, you know, we still just, as long as they're selling, we're going to keep building. <laughs>
1: what what led you to the Dominican Republic of all places to, to build?
8: Well, I used to have some salons and car washes, and my Barbara, um, he's Dominican. And mm-hmm. um, after we lost the Super Bowl, that was like, it was really tough for me, man. I ain't going to lie. I was like mm-hmm. in a uh, semi-depression state. Mm. And, um, you know, he's like, yo, let's get out of the country. Just, I want to take you, see my country, get your mind off the game. Mm -hmm. And we went over there, uh, had a really good time. I saw some great opportunities. Uh, There was a huge deficit uh, of homes in the country. And, you know, I prayed about it. I met with some guys and, and, um, boom, bought a piece Mm. of, I bought a big, big lot and started
2: building. Mm. Let me ask you, uh, lastly, for me uh, about the current Eagles um, mm-hmm. going into this season. We're not that far away now. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this group? They made a lot of moves in the offseason to, to upgrade.
8: I like it, man. I like it. I really like the draft. Uh, I like big boy. I like the linebacker. What's going to really help uh, N'Kobe is having those big guys in front of him because he's he's a smaller guy, but they said he he has a very very high football IQ. Um, so he's really good at running and tackling, and he's going to be able to do a lot of that with them big guys in front of him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think Jalen Hurt takes the, another big step this year. I think he's gotten better every year, you know, and um, I think he's going to continue to get better. I I think once he embraces, which it seemed like he did a little bit last year, once he embraces the fact that he has legs, and God gave you the ability to take off and run, not all the time, but to extend plays make things happen that's when he becomes um you know the quarterback that we want to see because he can throw the football you want to see him start anticipating a bit a little bit better which he's going to get better at mm-hmm. you know but you know his ability to take off man and extend plays is really going to make the difference in i think this offense
1: try we we have said on this show that when you look at this linebacking group on paper nicobe dean Kazir white Hassan reddick you know tj edwards this possibly could be the best lining back in group as a whole since you since you were back there with your crew
8: well we'll see man we'll see i mean you know obviously uh you got to go out and play the game yeah um I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Kobe play i really liked him in, in georgia um what he was able to do down there he had an outstanding season yeah and uh you can tell he's really smart and in this game man you can you're smart man you got them big dogs in front of you you know, because I mean, he got some monster. Absolute. Mm-hmm. I saw how big the, the rookie is. Yeah. The next, door, <laughs> the next door.
1: Man, oh man.
8: <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> hey.
2: Not many guys. You you would look small next to Trot, but you you kind <laughs> of look, look a little small next to this dude.
8: I mean, the limo the couldn't find me. Right. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. <laughs> hey, I, I got one more question for you, and yeah. it's back to your playing days. No question, T.O. was a great addition to this team in 2004. Mm-hmm. But it got to a point where T.O. caused a division in a locker room like I had never seen before in all the years I had covered football. I would walk in that, I would walk in that locker room. You know me. I would talk to a lot of players, but i never say anything. And, man, it was like the North versus the South. It was like the Civil War. So You mm-hmm. know, some guys were on Donovan's side. Some guys were on T.O.'s side. Can you talk about how tense that locker was that locker room was at times? Well, I was on the side of winning.
8: <laughs> yeah, <You know>, right. <laughs> what whatever took the to winning, you take the win, man? If, if that meant counseling, talking to these jokers, hey man. <laughs> he really like you, man. I know he on not show it. He told me bro. he told me he really like you. Then you go to, then you go to the other side, man. Yo, man, he, he really got a lot of respect for you, bro. I think you know. You you, you, you you go back and tell all the good stuff you can leave out the bad stuff <laughs> politics baby I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on the sideline and i'm seeing these guys work i'm seeing them putting up numbers that that uh, as a combo that eagles had never seen
1: yeah
8: i mean i think at one point um they was leading they was they were on pace to break a record or something for completions and i think their games were made for each other. And I'm and they're coming out, you know. That we had one of the top offices in the league, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking as a defensive guy, you're loving this. You're like, shoot, man, they can go out and do this every week. You know, we're gonna be good, but you know, <laughs> the wheels kind of came off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement. Hey, we,
8: me and Dawkins, we tried to hold a ship together long. We about to hold a piece of foam. We used duct tape there. We, like, we, we were water, we, like, man, the boat was slug too bad.
2: <laughs> Wasn't enough buckets, man. <laughs> hey, the more, the
8: more, more holes we patch up, they were drilling more holes. It was, it was, uh, I ain't gonna lie, it, it was a tense season, man. Like, you know, it was really frustrating when you're trying to focus on an opponent and you, you got to ask, answer questions about your teammates and stuff like that. Yep. That part is frustrating. So, you know, it didn't work out, man. And, and, and uh, <laughs> it could have been special just watching them guys play together for three or four more years. Man, you know, yeah. Woo. Man, well, I'll try man, I listen, it, bro. Really yeah, great hanging it. with yeah, you, man. man. It was good to see you. Thank you for appreciate, your time, man. Appreciate it, man. You guys enjoying the show, man. You guys doing an outstanding job.
1: Thank, Thank you, you man. So you know we you know we gonna hit you up again during the season, so. All right, no doubt. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> gonna let me rest. You, like you. Look, <laughs> hey, hey, hey Trot. What'd you what'd you say when we were out there at Penn Oaks? I said D Gun, you come out tired. You don't want to talk. D Gun used a guilt trip on you to get you to come <laughs> out front of the camera, man.
8: Like, hey, I'm a brother. You ain't going to talk to the brother. <laughs> All
1: right, gone, Come
8: on, man. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, my, my brothers, people.
1: we supposed to take take care of each other.
3: Man. Oh man. Hey, it
1: worked. It worked, didn't it? It, yeah, worked. It, worked, it
8: worked.
3: Oh
2: God.
8: Actually, actually, it didn't. I just felt bad for you. Uh-huh.
2: You're a mess, man. You're a oh, that's mess. True. Good, man. Try be good, man. You're the best. Okay. Thank you. Take it in. All right. You got it. There's uh Jeremiah. He, he's awesome, man. He is Ooh, awesome. Man. Oh man. All right, l- let's uh let's come back let's talk about this baker mayfield thing guys that's a it's a biggie man a lot of ripples through the nfl waters there after this goes down if you didn't hear baker mayfield traded from the browns to the carolina panthers we'll get into the details of it and what it means for the nfc when we get back Derek gunn barrett brooks rob ellis we are sports take jacob sports youtube network
0: on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on acting. Search 6ABC <laughs> Philadelphia and start streaming today.
6: All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here
0: we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> go, to Reddit, go to the cafe, Mama, go up, oh, mama! <laughs> She did
2: it again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings.
6: United Healthcare. Uh huh. Go for the poles and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles
2: Up with Jeremiah Trotter. If you missed any of it, well, you can catch it all in its entirety. You go to Jacobsports.com or of course uh Jacob Sports YouTube Network. You can check uh we, we podcast each and every one of our guests. Uh Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks Rob Ellis. Good job, Derek. Uh guilting Trotter into coming on the show. We appreciate your, your work. I do what I do. I hear I you. Do man. what I do, man. I'm, I'm not complaining. Yeah, way to make it happen. Way to make it happen. All right. So uh speaking of making it happen. We have been speculating about this, guys. We had Al Barrett. You you lined up Al Wallace, your former teammate uh, a couple of weeks back, who does work for the for the Panthers down there in, in Carolina now. And you could tell, man, when we were talking to him, he wasn't pulling any punches. Like he didn't sound like Sam Darnold was gonna be a guy they were going to you know to battle with here. And so eventually, you figured Mayfield was probably gonna go to either Carolina or Seattle. Turns out today he was traded to. Uh, to the Carolina Panthers. So here, here's the way this works: uh, Mayfield is going to go there in exchange for a conditional pick. The Panthers will pay him 4.85 million. That portion of the salary. The Browns are paying 10.5 of the salary. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be a fourth or a fifth round pick in 2022, depending on how much playing time is the way this thing's going to look at. But you could listen to this, guys. You could potentially have the Browns paying. This, this part's a lock 10.5 million of Baker Mayfield for zero games, 45 to 46 million for Deshaun Watson, depending on, you know, suspension, if there's suspension center, <clears throat> they, they might be doling out a lot of money for guys who aren't going to be behind center for them this year, man. It's yeah, you're, right
1: you're right. Yeah. Um, The the Browns have put themselves in a real trick bag here. Um, You know, a lot of times in life you take a gamble. And you hope the gamble works out for the best. And right now in paper, it doesn't look like it's working out too well for the Browns because if they're financially strapped for two entities, they may that one will not be on the field for them. And the other one is still in limbo. We don't know if and when he will be on the field for them. Um, I understand why they made the move because I do think Deshaun Watson is a significant upgrade over Baker Mayfield, but there's a risk you know, um, in, in going after Deshaun Watson right now. And, you know, they they, they ran their course with Baker. They, they basically said some things during the offseason that, you know, rubbed him the wrong way. He wanted nothing to do with the organization, and understandably so. If you don't want me, let me go, you know. Um, and now, as, as I've said before, if this was a Browns team that on paper potentially could upset the apple cart in the, NFC, in the AFC North, and now, in their current situation, they could finish at the bottom of the division because of them being in limbo so much in terms of the quarterback situation.
2: Yeah, uh, and you look, Carolina played this well. They waited it out, right? You know, eventually gave very little up, didn't have to pay a ton. And in my opinion, you get a massive upgrade from Sam Darnold. So uh, it, it makes a lot of sense, yeah. man, what they yeah. ended up doing here. You know, and you get them, you get them in before camp. So you know, at least you got a few weeks here where you can start getting acclimated with the playbook.
4: They um they did a great job of you know what I'm saying playing the weight game. Um, he's gonna be in the camp and he's gonna be throwing the guys that uh you know virtually could be you know pretty good for him. I know they got Rashad Higgins from uh Cleveland, you know, he was formerly a Cleveland Brown. Uh they have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. If he could stay healthy, you know, he's always a deep threat. And uh, if 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 Christian McCaffrey, you know stays healthy. This offense could be really, really yeah, good offense. You know, Chuba Hubbard, you know, really good running back also. Uh, their a lot. you know, they got, you know, Taylor Moten. He's been there for a long time. They went out and got um, um, Akeem uh, Equano,
2: first yeah, round. Yeah, NC State.
4: Yep. Yeah, first round, probably the best tackle mm-hmm. in the draft this year. Good pick. You know, so they got two solid, you know, bookends at the tackle position. <clears throat> Matt Rule may have his offense. You know what I'm saying? They they might be able to go out there and, and play a little bit. So I'm I'm uh I'm interested to see how they how they get Baker Mayfield um <clears throat> excuse me offensively on the same page. It's gonna be tough to start out.
2: Yeah, I mean I this see. makes perfect sense for me, guys. If you're if you're Matt Rule, you got nothing to lose. You, no, if, you you're, if you're not in the playoffs this year, you're done. Yeah,
1: your yeah. tenure yeah. your is now tied to Baker Mayfield. Yeah. No question about it. Um, and he knows he's smart enough to know he's on the hot seat, and so this organization basically went out and got him what they think he needed to to expand his tenure there, hopefully, because as Barrett said, you know, not just the offense, but that defense got some talent on it as well. Yep. You know, you look at you know Matt Ioannidis, Yauterro Grossmato, Shaq Thompson, Corey Littleton. I mean, they've got some ball players on that defense. JC Horn.
4: That's you know, right. Luke, I Luke, did. Luke,
1: Last yeah. Horn. Yeah. Uh, so they've got they've got talent. C.J. <clears throat> Henderson, don't forget about him. Mm-hmm. You know, and so now it, it's on the coach. Okay, you know, it's 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 like any team trying to make that move up. Now, okay, we went out and we've helped you. It's on you now. You know, you, we got you with you. As long as Baker Mayfield stays healthy and we can stay relatively healthy, this is on you and your coaching staff. Now,
3: mm-hmm.
1: we had a deficit before. We admit it. Sam Darnold wasn't that guy. OK, now we've gotten you a guy that's uh, more mobile, can win you big games, you know, is exciting. will bring fans to the stadium, put more money into the organization. Um, so what are you going to do with it now? You tell us what you we're going to find out now what kind of NFL coach you are this season.
2: I'm also interested. I mean, two years ago, Mayfield brings them into the playoffs. I'm not saying it was just him, but, you know, right, he leads right. them to the playoffs. Last year he's playing with like a, an arm strapped to one side. He's got all kinds of injuries yeah. and, you know, it was kind of a mess um, and he, he couldn't really fully show out. I, I, you know, like I, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Mayfield fan in the world by any stretch, but yeah. I want to see what he looks like healthy now and with a, with a fresh start and, and getting away from all that mess. Yeah, it's be yeah. interesting. They become an interesting team now where I didn't, I didn't care about them one whit going into this season yeah, yeah.
4: I, I i still don't think that um you know baker is still what you would call a a quality quarterback he's a middle mm-hmm. of the pack type of guy right um he could be very functional um but i mean he still had those tendencies of, of being a gunslinger that not always accurate in how he shoots <laughs> you know what i mean yeah I, I never liked him from from the step of, from the standpoint of him being the first overall pick I, in fact i didn't think he was basically a first round pick when I did my analysis, when he was coming out of the, um, in the, in the draft, I didn't understand <laughs> why they made him the first pick. The, and I know Cleveland right now is, is kicking themselves in the butt for making him the first round pick, but, um, can he help this offense? I believe he can, but I mean, I I'm, I'm, I'm just not sold on Baker. You know, I'm just not sold on him. I can't
2: uh, say I'm sold either, but I, they got better. I think, I, th- I
1: think, he's, I think he's an exciting player, exciting in he can make plays and he can drive you nuts at the same time, all yeah. in one series. Yeah. Um, he can make a throw that you would think that only Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady would make. And then he'll throw the ball up there. Like he's straight out of college, a rookie out of college. Um, he's got, he's a gambler. He's going to gamble for, for, for better or for worse he's gonna gamble you know he's gonna he's gonna do some of the things you see Patrick Mahomes does doesn't do them as well right but he's gonna do some of those things the underhanded flip throwing across his body flip it over his head whatever he has to do sometimes they're a wild factor and other times you want to take him out of the backyard and beat him beat him with a room you
4: know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and look at John Dickinson. um you might be a little accurate in that assessment, you know, what John Dickerson said, but I, I just don't—I don't like him, man. I mean, I don't, I don't like his style of play. Put it like that. I, I, yeah, I need mean, yeah. to
2: like Barrett. Dude, here, what worries me is everything Derek just laid out, but he also yeah. puts his body in harm's way, and he's not the biggest guy in the world, yes, but, you know, right? You know, and that's one of the reasons why he's been—he deals with some of the stuff he deals with. Um, but again, I get back to—you're paying him next to nothing. You gave up, you know, like a fifth. A Could Carolina had, fifth. Yeah, Carolina had nothing to lose, really. I, nope. I'm, I'm okay with it from Carolina's standpoint, just uh, you know, throwing a flyer out there and, and taking a Robert shot. Remember what Anderson said?
1: Yeah.
4: No, Robbie Anderson? He said, no. He doesn't Let's want come. Baker.
2: No, he doesn't want Baker. Uh-oh. Does Robbie Anderson want oh. Sam Darnold? Does he really want Sam Darnold?
4: I, I just know he didn't see – when they asked him uh, what they thought about Baker Mayfield, he was like, no.
1: Oh boy, That's not good. That's <laughs> not good to start a relationship when he's a primary receiver. Right. He doesn't right. want the quarterback that they uh, end up getting anyway. Yeah.
2: Right. Well, I, look, for for me, though, the bigger story is Cleveland here. Like, man, if, if Watson doesn't play this year, how, how do you justify all of this? Jacoby Brissett? Yeah. I mean, that's what you're looking at here for a team that, by the way, that went out and over the last few years has really built a roster. Yes. Has, has, has made yes. some serious moves here.
1: Yes. And draft team. and drafted. Well, yeah. Remember, you know, at one point they had something like, uh, what was it like six or seven picks in the first two rounds, like two years in a row or something like that. Right. You know, so they built this roster through the draft. They made some street, some key uh, strategic free agency moves as well. Some trades, but they built a solid roster. I mean, it only took them like 20 years to get it right, but they finally got it right. And now it could implode right before their eyes.
2: (sighs) Boy, there are two teams to keep your eye on, man. That's for sure. So Carolina, a lot of people think Darnold will compete. I I think eventually that's going to be Mayfield. uh, And they drafted Matt Corral, if you remember, too. Oh, yeah. Out of Ole Miss. So he's there waiting in the wings if none of that works out. And then Cleveland, you know, you're, you're in a waiting game here. And we still don't know. Think about that, guys. We're 20 days away from training camp starting, and we haven't heard back on that hearing.
1: No. You the, got the, Jac- Jacoby the, yeah. Brissetta and Joshua Dobbs. I mean, if, if I'm Amari Cooper um, and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, am I excited about
2: that? No. You know? No. Geez. No, nor should you be. But this is – they had to know this going in. They had to know – maybe they're just willing to bite the bullet. If it's four or six games. Oh. And, and then figure it out. Yeah. It's all, tough.
4: I, all I'm going to say is this, man. Um, Cleveland knew what they were getting into, and they're willing to bite the bullet this year. No matter what happens, they're willing to bite the bullet this year. They notice, they understand this. That's why they made it so the player wouldn't um, yeah. take the lowest hit, you know what I'm saying, this year than no any doubt. other year. You know, I mean, they, yeah. I think they'll only be like, maybe $3 million um, that he would have to pay, you know, that they would be fined for if he sits out the whole entire season, only like a million dollars. So they knew what they were doing. They're willing to take that sacrifice off potential for next year. I mean, that's, that's it.
1: Yeah. But if I'm a Mari Cooper, I'm ticked off because, you know, I wonder if I was sold a bad bill of goods. Hey, look, man, don't worry about the Sean. Why it's, it's going to be okay. We're going to work yeah. it out. I'm a Mari Cooper. You know, and I look at that roster, and if I can help that roster get 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 past the likes of Baltimore and Pittsburgh and Cincinnati in that it's division, a nasty division you're in. Yeah, it's a nasty division. And all of a sudden now, I got Jacoby Brissett and Joshua Dobbs throwing me the football.
2: I'm ticked off. Well, not only that, you know, look, it's the NFL, man. Like you're not guaranteed in next year. I don't care how no, old you are. No, you're you built know, you, to win right now. Yeah, and you're basically saying, you know, let me like let me just punt on a season no, thanks. No, like no. You know, I don't want to be putting on anything.
1: Because some of these guys won't be with this team next year. Some of these exactly. People, you know, some of these guys are in the last year of a contract. Some of these guys may not be in the league next
4: year. No. No. Right, no. right, right. But yeah. they, they, you think the organization, you think the Cleveland Browns care about
2: anything? No, they don't. I'm saying if I'm a yeah. player, I'm like, dude, what, what are you I know doing they're here? pissed. I know yeah. they're
4: pissed. But I've been a part of the situation like that before. You know, you're looking towards the future, and they're banking on, you know, selling tickets, not this year, but next year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. they're banking on that. And uh I think amari signed a uh he didn't he signed a one year deal too, didn't he? Was well he
2: was, traded, right? he, he was traded, right? He was a traded. free agent, right? He
4: still has a year left on his deal. Yeah. Just one year. Oh, he's he's definitely he's hot as fish grease right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. He hey, he, he goes from from a setup where he would have put up numbers in Dallas for whatever Dallas is, he would right. put some numbers up. <laughs> so this could be ugly. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like yeah. that's that you you guys make a great point. Anybody who's got you know, in the last year of their deal is like, Man, what's this gonna look wow. like for me? And, yeah and really. how am I getting paid the following year? Good lord. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's look, for sure. When you look All at right. the roster. Oh my fault. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Go ahead. Yeah, hit the I'm roster.
4: When you look at their roster, man, I mean Amari Cooper is is was gonna be the lead dog also, you know uh people's jones was just average you know he never really did anything yeah. um they got rid of uh they got rid of their slot um receiver he went to new orleans um from lsu what is his name uh, jarvis landry jarvis landry yeah. yeah jarvis landry left there so he's not really i mean he's not really going to be throwing to anybody you know that's a real force not that i see right now yeah. So, I mean, they're going to run the ball. They Yeah, they it's going to be a lot of
2: Chubb. It's going to be a yeah. lot of – Yeah, <laughs> that's,
4: that's that Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, know? right. So, that's what it is. But that defense, man, imagine being the defense. You know, they got, you know, Craig Newsome, Jr. They got Greedy Williams, probably one Jeez. of the top, you know, top five corners in the league. Garrett. Uh, yeah. You know, Clowney. Del Pitt. Del um, Delpit, Grant Del I wanted to sign him. Great safety. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Ward, mm-hmm. one of the top corners uh, in the league. Absolutely. You know, I mean... They're going
2: to have to win low-scoring games. That defense that, is going to have to carry them, man.
4: Ah, 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 run the yeah. ball and, and and play great defense. Yeah, You can win with that.
2: Okay, on You can definitely
4: win with that if you had... That, uh, that, yeah, that running game.
1: That running game, okay, that potent running game, that one-two punch they have can open up that passing game so much mm-hmm. if you have the right guy on the center slinging the ball. And I'm sorry, but Jacoby Brissett is not that guy. I've watched him <laughs> enough. Yeah. I've watched him enough to know that... He'll be in the tub more than he'll be on the field.
2: He's no going to be in manage mode. Like that's what it's going to be. Yep, if you're yep. if you're Stefanski, you're telling him just don't don't kill us out there, man. Like you know, live to see another day. Yep. You got to throw it away, and we're gonna, we're going to help you with the running game, and and our no defense question. is going to make plays. You know, but I mean, but Watson, and they're, look, they they're viewing it as, I I don't know about you guys. Do do you think Watson gets the whole year? I don't think he gets the whole year.
4: Well, I'm thinking they traded. Um, um, they 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 made went through with the trade because they evidently they know something about what uh, what, uh, what the Sean's outcome going to get yeah. Yeah. E- yeah either
2: that Barrett or Mayfield even though we didn't say it publicly was like dude I'm not playing for you like oh well, he already like, said that yeah I'm I'm saying even behind the scenes was like don't even think about this like this right. is done you you're, you're probably right on the first part of that I maybe they maybe they know it's six games or eight games or it's going to be it's going to be eight and you get it knocked down to six or four I, I don't know. It, it would seem to me, yeah, we, we have to be getting close to a decision, right?
4: You we have saying? to we have to be, yes. We're talking about campus in like three weeks, two weeks from now. So yeah. why, I mean, why haven't they made a decision yet? I, I mean, I you, agree. Can, you can't sit back and wait on, uh, you know, somebody else coming out of the woodworks or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're gonna give them the, you know, whatever you're gonna give them, give it to them now, right? You know what I'm saying? You, you mean this is 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 going on for way too long in the, in the first place?
2: Wouldn't surprise me at all if we hear tomorrow or Friday. After, After these all, hearings, yeah, it, yeah, it, the it me one. but yep. but when yep. is
4: enough? You know what I'm saying? All right, he's at he's over twenty, so just saying it, it's over 20, if that's enough for me to make a decision on. All right, man, you 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 didn't mess up, or all mm. right, man, this is you know they're just trying to you know they're trying to you know get you for your money, whatever it is, whatever yeah. decision they make, I you know there's enough. Just to make they it, to make a decision. Yeah, Yeah.
2: no, I, I think it's fair, I, I, and that's probably what his representatives are saying to. to you know, uh, the, 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 I forget Robinson, the woman who's making the hearing and, mm-hmm. and Gaddell, just whatever it is, we, any the organization is probably right. saying, you know, come on, just tell us here so we can get, get moving here. All right. And we'll, uh, we'll step aside. We'll roll into the final segment. We got a bunch of stuff for the final segment. If you guys want, we'll move the, uh, the five list of the most improved to tomorrow. We'll carry that over into tomorrow's show. We'll dive into that. Okay. So we'll hit a bunch of different things when we get back, um, including, uh, a, A famous birthday, and I want to do a little something off of that, which we'll do when we get back. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We're Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We'll be right back.
0: on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story, on acting. You- Search 6ABC <laughs> Philadelphia and start streaming today.
6: All right, did you know it was the Mommy Slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're
0: ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to the on. Mama. mama, go up, Mama She did it.
2: Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
7: Uh-huh.
6: Go for the poles and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly.
2: Everybody, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, final segment of the program. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis with you on this Wednesday. Uh, all right, so we hit on a couple things a, a little bit earlier, but I, I did want to touch on this again. Did you uh, – I found it interesting. Um, Terry McLaren discussing how tough Carson Wentz is. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I look at it this way, Derek. At least he's kind of buying into him right now.
1: It was a few seasons ago when the Eagles offensive line was decimated. Yeah. And Carson Wentz got sacked fifty times. He was hit over hundred and twenty times. Now he only threw he only threw sixteen touchdowns, fifteen interceptions. He completed fifty-seven percent of his passes. But that man took a lick, it's like, like time X watch. That man took a lick and it kept on ticking. You know, that showed me his medal because I tell you what, you know, we could we 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 criticized him for holding on to the football too long at times, and he did but look at who he was throwing to. He had a group of receivers that couldn't get separation, you know, and he was trying to wait and see if they, you know, get free so he can make a play. And he took a beating for it. I'm not going to question his toughness. There's a lot of things we can question about Carson Wentz as a leader, as a good guy in the locker room, as a, as a camaraderie type guy in the locker room. And these things have slowly come out from his last year in Philadelphia to uh, the one year he was in Indianapolis, but, you know, the year before that, he was sacked 37 times, and the Eagles' offensive line was beat up. Then for two years in a row, that man got sacked 87 times. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to tell if Terry McLaurin says he's tough in the pocket. I, I got to go with that for right now. I mean, I know Terry's trying to make a, a-, a good friend to mm-hmm. get him to football.
2: I guess yes. that, but I'm not going. T- I'm not going to question that man's toughness. Yeah, I, like look, I-, I don't know. I mean, is he tough? Is he physically tough? Yeah, I don't think anybody would deny. I mean, it's just the injuries the guys come back from. Uh, you know, knee and Back, and you know, we go on and on and on. Yeah. Guy, he's broken every bone, he's like Evil Knievel back in the day. He's broken yeah, every bone man. in his body. It feels so. telling you, but, but but bros, but he holds on to the ball too long and brings it on himself a lot. My God. brothers,
4: uh, here we go. I want Uh-oh. to hear this.
1: He's one.
2: They ain't, they ain't put no damn pads on, so
4: how does he know he's tough? All right, right, right. They ain't did nothing to show he's tough. If anything, they don't, they're doing 707, and if he's holding the ball in 707, he's gonna have a long time there, also. What does toughness have to do with him doing 907, that, throwing passes?
1: That's why I said Terry's trying to make a close friend real quick so he can get his toughness. Right, so that's what that, he's doing. You know. Save it, save
4: it, save it, Terry, But you. but
1: but based on uh, seeing Carson getting his butt butt whipped a couple of years in a row here in Philly, I'm not gonna question that man's mental toughness. I know he's I'll, tough. I yes. I'll question whether or not he's a good teammate. You know, based on what we've read yes. and things that I've heard, I'll question I question that all day. But uh, in not terms not of that man, because I mean think about a bear, you know this for a fact. Their quarterbacks that get hit, all of a sudden they become gun shy. Yep. You know, they'll start throwing the ball just so they don't get hit. Uh, that man, that man held that ball and tried to make a play every time. It didn't work out a lot of times, but that man that man sacrificed his body for the overall good of what they were trying to do. Yeah, the
4: worst I- the, the most untough guy in the world was 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 um was um um Manning. Not Peyton, but Eli. Uh, oh, Eli. Eli. Oh man, he was throwing grenades. It, he, he, <laughs> no, he, he throws, would just fall. He, he would fall he, down. Yeah, Whoop. and he throw it up there, and he and he make it happen. So toughness. I, he won two Super Bowls, and he's not the toughest guy in the world. Yeah. You need results. You need accuracy. You need. Yes. Um, you need. You need. You need a quarterback that plays like a quarterback. Yeah, no, you I know what it. I'm saying.
3: I hear you. That's what I'm
4: looking for. You know what I mean? That's that's, that's, that's that. Just like just like Jalen. I'm on Jalen too. Jalen's got to go out there play like a quarterback I need a yeah. quarterback to act yeah. like a quarterback
2: yeah give and, me and, that well what we also here's the thing and, and it's all the things that you love about Jalen are all the intangibles but like okay I, I get it that's all there now you got to show it to me now, now you right. got to show it to me on the, on the field that's for sure
4: I'm, um, I'm, you know, I'm from I'm from St. Louis Missouri Missouri show, uh, show me state show me better you can tell me.
2: hey one other just to put a bow on the um on the Baker Mayfield talk do You know who Carolina plays Week One, right? Don't say Cleveland, Cleveland. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he be, be the NFL, the NFL, just steps into these kind of things. Oh don't my they? goodness! Is Dude, that not unbelievable? They're that gonna put that game on national TV somehow. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, it's at Carolina, one o'clock, Week One. Uh, Cleveland oh, at my Carolina, it's unbelievable, <laughs> man. It really is. It's a, it's amazing how that stuff. Only in the NFL can that work out that way. So wow.
4: It kind of makes you think like, hmm.
2: Yeah, right. The fix is hmm, in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what puppet strings are being, you know. Right. Like Roger, Goodell- <laughs> <laughs> Roger Goodell. Wow. <laughs> not Seattle, not right. you know. Right, 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 right. Anyway, right. Um, so that was cool. So I we I always like to hit you guys with things that happen, uh, you know, birthdays and all that. But Gunner, I know you might have some pretty good on this day. Because I, I got some birthdays I want to hit with you to with yeah. you. Guys. But go ahead. Wait, you want me to go first? Yeah, or I could go. i go first. if you could. No, Because no, yours, I think yours
1: involves more of an expansive conversation. Oh, so. Birthday today.
2: Today is the 76th birthday of one Sylvester Stallone. First yeah. of all, I can't believe he's 76, but he is 76. Cool. <laughs> Yo, Adrian. He's 76, man. It's crazy, right? So I'm thinking about, I told you guys, I watched the Rocky Marathon on 4th of July, which was thoroughly you fun you are so boring yeah it was great i loved every second of it man fourth of july you watching rocky yes. trilogies yes yes it was awesome anyway <laughs> uh, um <laughs> Poor so all right let, let's take let's take the rocky franchise out of it that's it's too easy it's too yep. easy so we're yep. taking rocky and, and i love both creeds too but take rocky and the creeds out of this thing for a minute okay Give me your favorite Rocky or Stallone movie, Stallone movie, excluding Rockies. Ooh. I'll, I'll go for it. I, I like Rambo too. I like first blood. I like the, yeah, whatever yeah. the, the yep. second, the first one's good. He's walking through the town and they're, they're harassing him and all that. But when he goes over to Vietnam and starts bringing like POWs back.
1: Oh yeah. That one's yeah. awesome,
2: man. I, I love uh, no, Rambo
1: which which one was the Rambo where he was over in Asia and uh, he goes to help those missionaries to save those missionaries That's that he Rambo. had dropped off.
2: Huh? Rambo, that's just I think it's just just called Rambo.
1: I think that was the last one or the second last one.
4: That's Uh. that's number 15. (laughs) 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 That's 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 Rocky Extension. He he stops boxing and goes and turns to the Rambo, dude.
1: When he when he gets up in the back of that truck in the back of that Jeep and he gets that machine gun and he's blasting all the enemy. Yeah. Man, you room. see body
2: parts flying everywhere, man. I'm like, oh! All right, wife. so there's here, here. it is. There's uh, Ram. There's just first blood, which is one. I think that's yep. Barrett's favorite. That's when he's 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 back from the war. He's walking through the town, and the 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 the, the uh, sheriff is all over him, and all that. And then right. the second one. He drew first blood. I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Hit you first blood. And then he gets out of jail, I guess, for the second one to go on a special covert mission to bring back POWs from Vietnam. Yep. That's the second one. Okay. Then the third one, man, I don't know what he's doing in the third. So the third one, he he's going that's back to Thailand. He's in Thailand. It. That's it. Okay, the that's one. the one you're talking about. Yeah. And then there's just Rambo, which he goes to Burma. Uh, And then the last... Wait, wait, wait. Burma? Wait, Thailand or Burma? That's I can't remember the, that. that. That's the third one. He He's... He's living in Thailand. He, he, okay, he's living near a village near the Burmese border. That's it, okay. All That's right. the one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah,
1: and he uh, he's, he takes a group of missionaries against his better judgment deep into the jungle told them not to go. They wanted to go anyway. Yeah. And then come to find out he is going there and save
2: them. And then I didn't even realize this. They did one in 19, three years ago? Yes. Oh, yeah, Okay. absolutely. That was a finality. He's on like a, a horse ranch in Arizona. Yeah. That's and, the one and, called no more blood. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's called <laughs> last, last blood. Yep. Yeah. And then that was, that's it. I don't even know where to go, but I believe I was,
1: last last blood is the one where he goes into Mexico and just find his niece, his niece runs away. That's it. And, and he goes into Mexico and she gets killed by this cartel mm-hmm. and he goes ballistic on this cartel. You are correct.
2: That's that, yeah. So that was, uh, I like that one. That was a good one. I I'm going to, Barrett you have three or you, you, we want one.
4: I'm going, I'm going, I'm going one. I'm going first blood. Okay. Because uh, once you get to 15, 16, you know. Yeah, yeah you kind of you know. figured it out.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> see, I, I don't, see I, I'm a big Rambo fan, but I, I love Demolition
2: Man. That's a good movie. I love Demolition Man. Him, him and Wesley Snipes going at it. That I love is that good. one. I'll give you, like, I think this is an old school. You guys have to go back in the archive for this one. Nighthawk is really good. If you That's see it. One. Really, D. Williams uh, and he, I think, are partners. They're, they're detectives. And, you yes, know, they're, it, it's really actually good. Now, if you're looking for total cheese, Cobra, watch Cobra. Oh yeah, oh, he's like an angry, he's like oh, an angry yeah. L.A. cop, and they he's going oh, after these yeah. gang members. But
4: he's yeah. got the though, man. He's, he's got the he got the Merc, man. You yeah. know, the Merc is nice, bro. Yeah, exactly. love that car, bro. Love yeah, it.
2: he does have a great car. in that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for it. Copland, he's a, he plays a dairy. He plays kind of a schlub. And yeah, Copland, yeah. if you're Copland, if you're ever watching that, but
4: he's great at not, you know not sounding smart, bro. You know what I'm
2: saying like he is. He's made a living. <laughs> wow. Uh, they. I, I give you another one. Uh, victory. Uh, Joey B is right about this. Victory, where he's. Uh, I it love pe- it. Soccer. Yeah. Yes, Pele actually is is in the in that movie. Yeah, that was a great very movie. Good. It is very good. He plays a goalie. It, it is really, it is good. So. Well, wait a minute! Oh, that's a whole other.
1: Yeah, you missed a whole nother category. Now,
2: what about Expendables One and Two? I you I know? really liked Expendables Two. I, I Think like, about the All Star cast they had in know. Schwarzenegger. Oh right? my
1: goodness! Yeah, he had all Jason the guys Statham came out, uh, yeah. came out. Statham's oh, awesome my too, God, dude. Anything Jason Statham is in, I'm watching because uh, you know, number it. one, whole bunch of people dying in that movie. Yes. Yep. It's like you know, watching Keanu Reeves uh, in um uh what's it what's, what's the three um. Matrix. Ma- no, B, no, 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 uh, no, 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 Keanu Reeves. Oh uh, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, okay. As the assassin. He's a hit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Come oh, on okay. now, come on. John link, Wick. Link. No. John yeah, John Wick. Wick. Oh, but look, know. what about what about assassins? Assassins was good. Yeah, I didn't. Who's
2: in into... Who's in that?
1: Uh Antonio Banderas and Julianne Moore.
2: Oh, I don't think you I saw see that. One. One. Oh, that's. No, a good I gotta one. see that one. Okay. What I about Escape Two? What about Judge Dredd? I don't think I saw Judge Dredd. I saw
4: I know. I got to get on it, man. I, I saw those. I saw those. But Escape okay. is pretty good. You ever guys ever seen Escape? Where he's um, they, they oh, actually on the mountain? To, no, no. Escape oh. is when they go to uh, they go to these different prisons. You know these. Yeah. um He he gets paid to break out of.
2: He busts people out.
4: You know he you know he gets paid to bust out of prisons that are not supposed to be able to bust out. Oh. You know, what I'm saying okay. he gets contracted like that, so they set him in. And he loses all contact with the people that help him, and okay. he has escaped from there. and He spends his time trying to get even. I mean, it's with he's with Arnold on it,
2: you know, a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, Terry says, uh, Oh, shit, okay, So Rainbow Three is in Afghanistan, according to okay, all right. So, we, oh, I yeah.
1: see, uh, I see John Dickerson got jokes not like D Guns Pants, expandables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's rough.
2: Rough in this conversation. It's a rough. It's room. Oh, you! I Nerdist, know you're talking about. You're talking about cliffhanger.
4: You were talking cliffhanger. About
2: cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Yeah, That's cliffhanger. a. Gr- there's a great scene in that yeah, w- when he's yeah. hanging from the mountain. You got to see that, man. It's yep, very yep. good. It's very you about Creed. You didn't even talk about Creed. No, I couldn't. We didn't count because it's it's sort of Rocky related. Yeah, it's still Rocky. I related. love both. Okay. Both All right. Okay. I, All right. Michael B. Jordan was phenomenal in yep. in, in both yeah, of those, man. Yeah, he was. Uh, I like them both. One, the first one was better than the second, but they were. I thought they were both good. I like both of them. Uh, and,
4: uh, daylight was pretty good when um, they get caught under the, the 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 um you know uh what do you, when you go to New York you go underneath the the tunnels
1: the subway system you yeah it's caught in the tunnels
4: yeah. you get caught in the tunnels and
2: they have to break Ooh. oh out yeah tunnels. I
1: like that one that was a good one. okay yeah, yeah. okay that was an older um, movie did you know did you know that his movie Assassins and Judge Dread both came out in the same year nineteen ninety five that man had two movies out the same year he
2: cracked them out man <laughs> he cracked them man. out that's for sure. Um, all right, two other birthdays, real quick. Uh, 50 Cent is 50. 47, 47 years old. He's almost, he's almost 50, 57. Yeah, yeah, right. uh, <laughs> Kevin Hart, Philadelphia Zone is, uh, wow. is 43. So Kevin Hart and, wow. and, and good good birthdays today. They're pretty Great good threesome uh, yeah, right there. Yeah. That's Just think sure. about it: two two
1: guys who came from nowhere and made tremendous success for themselves. Right. 50, Cent, Fifty Cent became um, more successful as a businessman, yes, as an investment, and then he did as a rapper. He's also Bro. an actor. I mean, he's, he's, he's done also a lot an of acting. Yeah, yeah.
4: Bro, he's a screenwriter, man. He's, he has he has the hottest he has the hottest shows on right now. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. wants
2: yeah, a show. Man. You know, he's a talented man. dude. He is a talented, no dude. no question. Wow. And, and look, Kevin Hart, man, has you talk about. An unbelievable stand-up and acting career.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Woo. This dude, man. Right. He, can he you can you imagine like
4: twenty million a uh, movie now?
1: Yeah, he does. Imagine growing up, you know, especially if in Philly where he did, and always getting picked on as being a little guy, right? Yep. Now who's getting the last laugh? No doubt. You know. Yeah. Uh, he's bigger. He's bigger than life right now. You're right. Both as as a, as a comedian and as a, a movie. Because I love watching his movies, especially with The Rock. Anything those two were in together, I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care how
2: corny it is. Yeah, they're great it. together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he went to uh, George Washington High School okay. in, in Philadelphia for whatever it's worth. So. Wow. Well, I mean, Fifty's yep. got a lot I, I don't
4: know, 50's in a lot of movies, man. Not just the movies that he does, but uh he's got a lot of movies, man. Mm-hmm. You know that he was in. You know, um wow, I, I, it, it, it's kind of shocking that I I really didn't pay attention. You know, he's in um
2: He's, he's in actually, the movie Escape. He's, more, he's in
4: Escape. He's in the yeah. Escape movies. I was talking about Escape. He's in
2: both of those. What? Well, he's focused uh, a lot more on that than he has his his rapping. You know, right. whatever. Right, right, right. Over many years. But Derek, I knew you had some good ones as well mm-hmm. that were not necessarily birthdays, but uh, right, right, interesting events on on this day.
1: on this date in history, July sixth, two thousand twenty. Patrick Mahomes agrees to the richest sports contract in the history of sports a 12-year deal that could bring him $503 million. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine when that happened, how much it blew up in the sports world? It was talked about for days making that kind of money. Are you serious? Now, when you look at it as a breakdown, the numbers break down to what the average top quarterback is making right now. But still, most of that contract was guaranteed. I guarantee you before that contract is up, it will be renegotiated as these numbers continue to escalate as the salary cap continues to go grow up and the numbers uh, for quarterbacks continue to escalate hey why receivers now are pushing quarterback money Yep. so so what's going to happen to quarterback money in the next 3 to 4 years
2: well i, I think you're right i mean I, I, two things I, I don't he's still so young and so good and he's got such a good offense you know the line's good weapons are good he's got Andy Reid i know he lost Tyreek Hill but his yeah. not, He's going to keep putting up great numbers, and they very well could win another one. I think if if they win another one, they could renegotiate that. It's it's one of those things where when it first happens, you're like, oh my god, and then three years later, you're like, yeah, it's about to going right. Yeah, it's not yeah. that crazy. Yeah, no, but that's yeah. he's still in a great spot because he's what's Mahomes twenty five or six. Five, six. Yeah, yeah he's 20, already he won crazy. a Super Bowl. You know, right. these guys so, play until the late thirties.
1: You know, now. some some guys go their whole careers never get to touch a Super Bowl. He's already won one. Absolutely, right, you right, know, right. been in, yeah, been in two, been yeah, in one, two, one, one, yeah, oh, that's unbelievable. The other one I have is back in 1957 when Rob was only 12 years old. <laughs> John Lennon, at the age of 16, and Paul McCartney, at the age of 15, met for the first time as Lennon's Rob group quartermen. I never heard of them. Right. Perform at Saint Peter's Woolton Parish Church in Liverpool, and of course, the rest is history. These guys meet as teenagers. Of course, they join forces. And put together one of the greatest bands in the history of our, our music, not just in the country, on the planet.
2: That's kind that of like real. us.
1: Yeah, that's right. Hey, John. Right. Hey, John Dickinson, trying to steal my thunder. You see, he put it out in 1957. Yeah, thanks, John. Ha, didn't work. I already had it, bro. Right here on paper. There okay. you go. Got, got to beat into it. Um, yeah,
4: we were we were wee little lads last year or well, this year.
2: Yes, <laughs> that's we correct that's <laughs> right yeah but if you ever get a chance the apple tv if you're a big beatles fan if you're not it's a it's a lot to sit through i'll be the first one to tell you it's three parts they do they they walk you through like essentially uh they the, with the recording of their album in 1969 uh i think was, i forget if it was the white album or what album it was whatever but if you get a chance to go back and watch it you, you watch those two lennon and mccartney in particular collaborating together they don't even have like lyrics for a song or a melody, right. and they're just kind of working riffing off each other, and it's like it turns into like, you know, "Get Back" or some of the greatest songs you ever heard. It's pretty amazing stuff. But that's that 57, 50 and McCartney's still going strong. He's still touring. Isn't that, Isn't that something? Man, it's crazy. What is he seventy? What now? He's eighty. He just, oh, he's turned, like 80. 80. He just turned eighty.
1: Just turned eighty, You're
2: right? Yeah, they were. Ki- he, you said he was fifteen, right, when they yeah when they met. Yeah, Lennon
1: uh, was sixteen. McCartney was fifteen
2: in nineteen fifty-seven. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then, and then McCartney. George Harrison was younger than McCartney, and he, he yeah. convinced John Lennon to take a chance on him. And yeah, he that's, did. that's how he got in because he, he was like a year or two younger than than Lennon, two years younger than Lennon. Your history him.
1: memory recall is impeccable, my friend. Yeah, well, but that's good. That they are they're good ones. Man. It's because you have nothing else to do with your life. That is correct. <laughs>
2: but you are correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, yeah. So a couple other odds and ends. The uh, I mentioned Max Scherzer, eleven strikeouts comes back last night. They still lost. Did the yeah, Mets one nothing? Lennon. Yeah. They couldn't get any offense going, and Scherzer was uh was straight up dealing last <laughs> night. So they get him back. Degrom is is um going through some rehab starts in the minors, Jeez. trying to get back. They get they get those two back. We're talking about the Phillies getting you know Bryce Harper back and Segura. Yeah, yeah. man, they get those two back. Look out! It's they're gonna be tough to team to knock off. That's why I'm not even paying any attention to them. Honestly, I'm just looking at the wild card.
1: I'm telling you, man. But you know what? Like I said, don't count them out. I mean, seven games now only separates the two. Yeah, it's true. They're chipping away. They're chipping away, yep. they're chipping away chipping, now. Chipping. You know, they were, they were distant.
4: One in the series, man. Yeah,
1: they were They were only an afterthought when it came to the wild card a month ago. Mm-hmm. Now they control that number six position. So, yeah. hey, you know what? Don't count them out. I've seen crazier
2: things happen in
1: baseball, man.
2: No, listen, I hear you, man. And, you, you know, like you get two more games uh, next to – well, tonight and tomorrow afternoon against Washington, you should at least get one of two, which means you take the series. Yep. A- and then, you know, the St. Louis series is going to be a big one. And then Toronto yep. after that. So they're Yeah. So you know, you're you're looking at a bad team, but you need to take care of business against this bad team because the no, schedule course. does get tougher.
1: You know, that's, that that's sure. St. Louis series here was a good series, man. They, those games could have gone all three games could have gone either way. They were great. I can't wait to see the rematch in St. Louis. Man. man, those are going to be some good matchups. Yeah, I'm is. with you, man.
2: All right, so tomorrow we'll uh, we'll push back the uh, the top five improved teams, and we'll tell you where the Eagles rank on that list. We're going to get into Eagles rookies and who will have the biggest impact. We're going to we're going to hit on that tomorrow. I'll certainly recap, um, you know, what the what the Phillies uh, did tonight, and you know, anything NBA wise if we get news on Harden and, and the Sixers coming to uh, to a deal, fi- finally getting to a gr- an agreement there. We'll dive into that as well. All right, so you don't want to go anywhere. You have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio coming up. Uh, And, of course, want to thank our producer, Xander Kraus. Xander fought through some technical uh, difficulties. Way to to go, bro. He's tough, man. Nothing's going to stop him, that's for sure. All right, fellas, be good. And uh, thanks to everybody in the uh, comment section. Everybody who streamed and listened, tell a friend. Hit the like button. And we're back same time tomorrow for three hours of power. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network.